Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Please be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Chicago Bayana. I can't. She's like giggy, like like giddy. I'm very excited that we're doing this again. Um, But yeah, I'm very excited that we're doing this again. I just kind of felt... Yeah, Um, So we were talking, and we're trying to think of, like, some content and things like that. Um, And I don't want to, like, announce or say anything because we don't have nothing. who are you? Um, Oh, I'm Robin. (laughs) And I'm Robin, and we're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing Chapter 17 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets of the Heir of Slytherin. So, now that that's out Mm -hmm. of the way. We were doing some, like, testing of, like, different ideas that we have and, like, um, seeing if we could do some stuff, like, on video or whatever. And literally, I was like, we're going to be become, or no, I think you said we were going to become memes. Yeah. And the, the face that, <laughs> that you just did. I was like, I've been so excited to re-record, like, to start recording again, <laughs> but I didn't, like, feel it until I started saying it, and I was like. Yay! I didn't understand how like, it just a happened. That you I wasn't wrote, prepared. A script that you wrote, and I said, "Are you ready?" And you said, "Yeah, I'm ready." I was totally ready. And in the middle of talking, you just lost it. <laughs> I was totally ready. No, but like for y'all, it's been like a week since you've heard us. But for us, it's been a month since yeah, we've done this, and so I'm very excited. How are you, Chicago Bayana? I've changed a I know. lot. I'm sure. You can too. Okay, Dij Khalid. Um, um, okay, so let's let's actually like get into the Yeah, let's thing. just go. Um, so we have some track. announcements and reminders. Um, we want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Um, use the hashtag wizard team on Twitter to follow along. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. Um, we have some really awesome stuff happening, too. Like, we got a new post that just came out on Monday. Shout out to Connie. And we got some awesome, like, we have, like, three other cool things, and it's, like, all different types of stuff, and it's awesome, and you guys should submit. There's, like, different types. Yeah, there's, like, stories, and there's pictures, and, like, yeah, you can pretty much do whatever. I'm very excited now. I don't know what these things are that you speak of, but I'm sure I must, but I don't. You, you know. well, the, most of them are already up. I'm just talking about Connie's. I don't think you've read the, well, it doesn't matter. Oh. It came out on Monday. Yes, Time it did. Um, um, it's not even that much time cousin. that it is, basically. Um, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, keep going. Um, if you would like to submit and be one of these like super awesome things that uh, Bayana's talking about, you can check out our website, blackgirlsnerdout.com, for guidelines, and you can email us at weblackandnerds at gmail.com. Weblackandnerds. That's Which, it. Who am I emailing? Oh, I'm emailing those girls. You know those girls. They black and nerds. Yep. Yeah. Weblackandnerds at gmail.com. Truth. Truths. Um, <laughs> love our blog. Love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Um, please consider donating to Black Girls Nerd Out. 
Um, we have a lot of like awesome things that we want to do, um, but we need your help. So if super dope things, yeah. So if you go to blackgirlsandout.com forward slash donate, um, you can find all of the ways we take donations. So um, there's Patreon, Amazon, and that rhymed, and uh, PayPal. Um, yeah. So we basically we just have like a lot of really cool ideas. I was like we had a like kind of meeting. Thing. All our meetings don't ever feel like meetings because it's just the two of us, but. Um, just talking about some like really dope possibilities for like whoa new content um and yeah and like new content like new doing um interesting like I don't know if it's interesting interact interactive thing yeah we want to keep it like kind of mysterious um, because we're not totally like and we're, we're still in the get plan- your hopes up on exactly we're still we're in like the planning stages do. Yeah, we're still in the planning um, stages of it, but it seems like it's going to be really awesome. Um, yes, and donations would really help us out mm-hmm. to do these really awesome things. Right, and even just um, and even just the stuff that we're doing now, because right now we're all we're like coming out of pocket for all of this stuff. Like we bought microphones, um, we are paying for a SoundCloud. Well, or Brandon bought microphones. You're right. But my brother bought microphones, he, and every time wait wait wait, but I just have to. To throw a little, he says that we always throw sibling shade on oh, the show, which we do, we do because they always be doing things. And we're siblings, shady. and like siblings throw shade. That's like the primary. That's the primary function of siblings. True, true story. But my brother did not donate. He um, invested <laughs> in uh, in us with these microphones, and every time he talks about us, he's got a two percent stake and then a five percent stake and then a fifteen percent stake in black girls nerd out because he bought us two microphones so mm-hmm. even if you want to donate so we can give these microphones back and be like look bruh calm down <laughs> you know that would even help because you guys don't know brandon but i know brandon by a hundred nose Brandon. Well, I mean, Brandon I'm never letting my brother give me invest in anything for me, so I would never hear the end of it. So I, well, I feel someone was living in Chicago and it was kind of a dire move. It was. It totally was. He caught me. He caught me between a rock and a hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but yeah, but like, like we're like the SoundCloud subscription, our website, our just and also just random stuff that come up, like oh, we should have mm-hmm. this, and then. I mean, even we're doing a, we are doing a panel at LaViosaCon. Mm-hmm. We are doing um, that. Which you guys can go to LaViosa.org. And I'm going to be there in person. And even just like, that is expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, getting somewhere, staying somewhere, being somewhere. That's not the living room. <laughs> yeah. The bed. Exactly. Cost money. So yeah. So, so we appreciate any, any donations. Um, a part of that, of us doing dope stuff. Um, is that we wanted to like want to want wanted to and want to include you in that? Um, so we're like we said we're in the process of like planning steps for like new things, um, but we need your help again. Um, so we recently put out a survey to figure out like it's like demographics, audience, um, but also just seeing like what you would like to see in our space. Um, so if you could take a minute to fill it out, if you haven't already, that would be awesome. Um, you can find the link yes. on our homepage of our website, um, and it's also a pinned tweet on our timeline on Twitter right now, um, and then sometimes you'll see me tweet, like, silly things about, like, how come you haven't filled out our survey? Michael's really disappointed. Um, yeah. And... I'm also semi-blaming you. Uh, should we go there? We don't no, want to go there. Go there. It's too sad. Yeah, we're not going there. 
Um, I'm blaming everybody though. But um, yeah, so uh, the tweet, like by our the tweet, um, the survey. It's a it's a quick Google form. I think it takes about five minutes to fill out. If you want to be as verbose as you want to be, then it maybe take you a little bit longer. But we are reading everything that you guys say. Um, we've got questions, like she said, about demographics, but also questions about content um, and ideas that we have and you might have to how we can just, you know, better this space and, um, you know, get a get a glow up. We want to glow <laughs> up. We ready. We do. We do want to so, glow up. Um, also, subscribe to our newsletter every once in a while. That is shade. Well, I didn't, I didn't mean true. it as shade. I just meant it because last time we recorded, we were like, it's actually not every week. And then that's why I changed it. Mm-hmm. Most weeks. Most weeks. I'll change it. Um, we share. I, no, every once in a while is actually probably more true. In my heart, I would like to say most weeks. Um, we share nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to blackgirlsnerdout.com. Um, there's a sign-up page there. There is a tinyletter.com slash BGNO. And you can also, if you go to Tiny Letter, I think you can see all of the archived ones that we've done, which is no longer news, but it's still cool. You know, there's some interesting gifts. Um, I'm going to call it right now. And you guys didn't get a newsletter um, this week. Because I'm sad, and all the news has been very focused on a sad thing. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want it. We all know what happened. Yeah. If you choose to accept that, I don't choose it. It didn't happen to me. Mm. Okay. As we wrap up book two, um, we're going Mm. to live tweet Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the movie. So join us on Saturday, May seventh, at six p.m. Pacific time, eight p.m. Chicago Bayana time, 9 p.m. Eastern time, as we watch Connie, the movie. Connie's t- Connie time. Huh? Oh, Connie. <laughs> um, as we watch the movie. Connie and Emily is an elf, <laughs> even though 9 p.m. is not really their time, because they never sleep. Okay. I'm um, worried about y'all. Use the hashtags wizard team and HPCOS um, to follow along. Um, we will yes. be... Um, if you follow our joint account at We Black and Nerds on Twitter, we will be tweeting kind of where we are in the movie and stuff like that and retweeting, but we will also be tweeting from our individual accounts since we are two separate people with two separate... I mean, we think the same on a lot of things, but we react differently in a lot of ways. Um, so at... at that Yana is a Hallows, really apt description of the two of us, but that's fine. Right? Sorry to keep going. That was just like... That just blew my mind for a second. I'm insightful, like, you know what I mean? Hmm. You know what that's, I mean? That's... I can be insightful sometimes. <laughs> okay. That's Where funny. do you follow So us? at Yana underscore Hallows, like Deathly, Y-A-N-A underscore Hallows. If you don't know the Deathly Hallows, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, and at Robin underscore Ravenclaw, like what Harry is not. So Robin, R-O-B-Y-N underscore Ravenclaw. Um, yeah. The, that's where you'll find the feelings. At We Black and Nerds is where you will find the... I don't know. I lost it. Everything else? Yeah, everything else. Um, On May 7th. Be there. Or be a muggle. Or don't. But then, you know, <laughs> that's your loss, because we gonna be there. We're gonna have fun. Don't be asking that's us, like, literally, oh, what I just happened? want you guys to know how serious we are about this. 
Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets is literally the only movie I brought with me to Chicago. I've been wanting, I've been, I didn't have internet for a week and a half and I was like, I need to watch something and I need to watch a movie, but I couldn't watch Chamber of Secrets because I was waiting to watch it together with you guys. So that's how much Chicago Bayana cares. Well, that's actually the remnants of Bay Area Bayana <laughs> being sweet and generous. Chicago Bayana, that girl, she don't care. She do what she wants. Okay. <laughs> Mm. Um, okay, so what's happening in the Potter mm. fandom right now? It's been a month, like we said. Um, so there was some like Fantastic Beasts stuff action happening. There was a trailer that was awesome, and the trailer was pretty. I sick. was really. Excited I about am that. really excited to see. I, I'm excited about it. I am too. Um, I was like, I like their they like kind of drop. They got new beasts. They dropped Dumbledore's name one time, which was kind of yeah. which was like oh, okay. So that was that was really cool. Um Yeah, I mean I'm excited to see what, what happens and like how you know, I don't I don't know. I I expect it to be awesome and I expect it to be visually like ridiculous and everything. Um you know, you've heard our our kind of reservations that we have about the expansion to the wizarding world. Um but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Yeah. It's a movie, and it's I mean, going to be awesome, and it's J.K. Rowling, and she wrote it, and there's, like, magic, yeah. and there's I think at this point, like... too, it's like you, we are at the point of, okay, we have clearly described our trepidation. Trepidation? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, this is why this should be a visual, because she just gave me a thumbs up, <laughs> like, y'all could see that. Um, we've clearly described, like, what we're a little bit apprehensive about, but now that that is out there, and we know it, and we are expecting, or I think like guarded for it you know what I mean like we got our guards up but now is not the time to be like oh well actually no I was watching that trailer and I was like bro I'm going back to the wizarding world it's about to go down it's about I'm juiced I was like I need to watch this again when he opened the briefcase and and then locked down on the press was like you that was some doctor who shit and that made me really happy that was some Doctor Who shit. But when he looked at him like, you coming? And bro and was, was like, like, what? He'd be like, no, I'm... And I was already like, well, let's go. <laughs> Get down in there. I'm, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'll go. Right. I'm ready. We don't need him. Let's do what it. What we need him for? I know. He over here waffling. Let him... I'm ready. We out. I, let's go. So... Yeah. I was I, I was in there before he got... Before he even opened the case. <laughs> he set the briefcase down and I was putting my shoes yep. on. Like, let's do yep. this. It's about to go down literally because he walked out from the <laughs> yeah. so I was like, ooh, what's going on down there? I need to I'm know. I'm very excited about that. I want to be there. Mm-hmm. I want to be in the in the briefcase. Where it happens. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yes. Um, okay, so, so we got really excited and we worked ourselves up, but we need to take a moment. Um, do we? Because I already made myself sad. I know. I just did, too. But we have to take a moment because, we because do. it's Prince, and so we have to acknowledge the fact that um, the purple one yes has departed this dimension this dimension yes i agree he's he's just left the dimension he's on to you know help out some other people on to the next you know what i mean we he was like like, you guys are ready for me to leave yeah and there are other people that need you know i've been here i've seen what y'all got i mean you know i've done what i can and I'm going to go check out what's going on over mm-hmm. here in this other place. Or, or, he decided to go 
open a pancake shop <laughs> in Minnesota. Oops. And just didn't want y'all in his business because you know Prince don't fuck with y'all like that all the time. <laughs> like he, I mean. So that is. I mean, no one's talking about that as being a possibility, but I feel like you know it could be. Because I have this thought, and I had to put it in a tweet, and it was really, like, it made me sad. Um, and then it made me angry. Hmm. And then it made me bitter. And you know me. First comes out really close after bitterness is petty. And, I, and so my petty-ass thought was, we are living in a world without Michael or Prince. Dude. But Rachel Dolezal's ass. Why did you even have to do that? Okay. Cause she asked That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. We're gonna we're gonna move on back to Prince. Back to Prince. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just like I honestly I thought he was immortal. I'm not even gonna lie. Right. No, I like I literally thought he would. Like you, I got the text from you about like what happened, and I was just like, mm, and can that I just take sound a moment right. to to talk about? Like I have friends. My, she doesn't listen to this podcast, so I don't really care. Like. If you are, if you even think that you're dropping news or you might be dropping news, or like a bombshell, like a bombshell on the level of that kind of shit, can we be like mindful of how we first reach out to other people? Like I know we're all hurting and we're all shocked, but there is no reason why I should wake up to a text message that just says Prince exclamation point. Because my response was like, hell yeah, we getting down. We going, you know, they, they do these like Prince Michael Jackson they dance. Do, and I still haven't and been to one. Like, we were supposed to go I over know. for my 21st birthday. I know. We I think I got still, sick, actually, so. My, my yeah, body fed me. When I wake up to Prince, I'm just like, oh, this is going to be a good I'm like, day. is he back in Oakland? Because, right? Like, right? Because he was just dropping, and I had to, like, unfortunately, and this is another thing that oh, I'm mad about. Bayana got to see him live. I didn't because I've been poor. And then I was so dumb when he had them $25 concerts in L.A., just dumb, dumb. Anyway, I didn't get to see him, but he like two months ago. I feel like I was trying to get tickets to see him the last time he was in Oakland. It was, it was super like quick. literally, I was at my office and everyone in my department I, was trying everyone. to get tickets. I was trying to get tickets. Um. Yeah. So it's just like it doesn't like it's just it may, like and my thing is is like I feel like horrible and I'm devastated and then like. Even more so, I like I got the news and I was afraid to te- to tell my parents. Like I was yeah. just like, holy crap! Because like they literally grew up with him. My mom saw him as um like twice as a teenager. Like her and my mm-hmm. dad. Like there was a she was I was talking to my mom on the phone earlier. There's like a moment in time where like all they listened to was Prince. Like my dad would every time Prince was in town, he like bought tickets. My dad has seen Prince like. I don't even know how many times. Hella times. Because every time he's in town, he's like, I'm going to see Prince. Period. And so, I just, yeah. that It was like on top of that. And then seeing my siblings who were younger than me, like, it was, you know, because we grew up in a household where, like, Prince and Mike, that was it. And so, like... I was was explaining to someone, because I also had some, like... I had a lot of people, I felt like, were being really just disrespectful. Because I feel like some people don't understand, like, black musical icons like I feel like culturally like 
if you grew up in a house of music or in a house of like culture, like like art, mm-hmm. you know, and like I didn't even grow up in a like a large like, you know, we weren't like artists, we were more athletes, like going to practice or whatever. But like, music just is like so embedded. You know what I mean? Like whenever we went on trips, I to this day will not forget when we went. We were all in New Orleans, and so you we were going to. A, our aunt's wedding. We were meeting mm-hmm. all of you guys. And whenever the four of us were in a car, it's me, my brother is four years older than me, and then my parents are like 20-something years older than both of us. It was like, what are we going to listen to? Brandon wants to listen to this. I want to listen to this. My dad only listens to stuff from the 70s. <laughs> Michael or Prince. And that was it. Like, we, everyone's good. Everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. You put in Mike. You put in Prince. And it's a wrap. And you straight, ready. like, let's get this show on what the road, let's drive, <laughs> be ready. Just, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I just can't even. It's... My dad called me, and I answered really fast, because I was on my phone, mm-hmm. just being, like, trying to find <laughs> ways to prove it not true, right. and I could hear him being, like, finding out, basically, he... As I answer the phone, he's like, I need to go check on my daughter. I'll be right back. Hmm. Like, that's what I heard when I answered the phone. You know what I mean? Which is, I mean, I I lost it when Mike died. Like, y'all don't even under... That was another one I thought was a hoax. I literally thought both of them were immortal. I got the text that Mike died, and I was like, "Mm, how? That's not even possible. I was like, that's not true. What? No. Someone wrote the most beautiful tweet, which was like, how could Prince die? He was an element. Right. And I was like, yes. Like, he wasn't of this world. Like, he... Yeah. I, it, it doesn't make sense. Still trying mm-hmm. to wrap my brain around it. But... I looked up, and I have a Prince. I have, like, a couple of my faves surrounded, and um, these really cute are cool postcards. Um, so I've got like Iggy Pop and Jimi Hendrix and Prince is in the middle. <laughs> just looking all princely. <laughs> and I like cried. Like, yeah, I'm still. But, you know, that's if you believe that he's actually gone and he didn't just open a pancake shop in, you know, rural Minnesota, <laughs> which is actually what he did. So, if you're ever driving through rural Minnesota and you see the purple pancake shop and there's a five foot two man taking your order. Hit us up. That's my man. We're there. <laughs> We're there. We're going to apparate the minute. The minute we get that, get that message. <laughs> I found it. Um, go. Okay. So, um, let's, let's get into Harry Potter. Um, mm. So... Yeah, we are on, whoa, we are on chapter 17 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. We are very close to the end. The the we, end is not. It is the heir of Slytherin. This chapter do we, was we like. We need a previously. We do. We didn't need previously. Um, this chapter was um, hella creepy. Gonna I'm just going to say off top. This chapter, I literally, on I think on the first, yeah, on the first page, I have a note that says, this is a children's I book. I was over here like, he's 12 years old. <laughs> I was like, this is scary. And I'm just like remembering, okay, we're going to get to the chapter, but I'm remembering the first time that, um, like when the movie first came out, 
and mm-hmm. um, it was back like in elementary school. I had a friend who would always like her parents. I don't actually. I'm trying to figure out like how they did this and why. But I'm also very grateful. But they would buy t- they like anytime like a Harry Potter movie came out, and I think it was only up to Chamber of Secrets because we you know we were young and yeah. whatever. But um, the first two movies came out, and they would buy tickets for the whole class. Like her parents bought tickets for the whole class to see Harry Potter. Damn. And then. Um, that was also back when, like, tickets to a movie, you didn't Right, they weren't, like, 20 bucks, exactly. Um, but my grandmother would take me, because um, back when I was little, my grandmother, like, that was where I got my interest, like, my main interest from Harry Potter. Um, but for Chamber of Secrets, um, she took me and my brother, and so I think I was maybe, like, seven or eight at the time, and so that means he was, like, if I was seven or eight, he was, like, five or six. Damn! So, um... <laughs> So we went, right? And um, the, the, this is the chapter when the Basilisk comes out and they're like in the chamber or whatever. So I literally remember watching this movie and I'm like holding my friend's hand and I'm, we're like, oh my God, this, this is scary, right? And then I look to check on my brother and he is gone. Like he just, he just like <laughs> removed himself from the theater because oh, he was like, I'm not, I'm not about this life. I'm not doing this. (laughs) And like, and so that's like a thing I remember anytime I ever watched the movie, but then even just reading this part, I'm like, yo, this was actually like, shit's scary. Um, And it is like, she, okay. So, um, (laughs) spoiler alert. This is a spoiler heavy podcast. Um, JK Rowling writes under a pseudonym of a man named Robert Galbraith. Mm -hmm. And the most recent Robert Galbraith book was was ridiculous. That made me so, so creepy. I was terrified. Terrified. Shit was creepy. Oh my goodness. I was like, I, I can't literally even... had a f- rereading this chapter. I was like, this is some Cormac. What is Cormac? <laughs> Why is Harry here? He is a child. What? Seriously, Ooh. man. No. Oh my goodness. So I previously on Wizard previously Team. On Wizard Team. On Harry Potter. Um, I'm going to get a voice distortion thing. Let's <laughs> <laughs> drop my so, voice real quick. Uh, Lockhart was on his fuckboy shit and stole Ron's wand. Great plan. Well, Jenny um, got taken to the Chamber of Secrets. Jenny got taken to the Chamber of Secrets. So Ron and Harry forced Professor Lockhart to go down and try to save her, um, even though a lot of them think that she was already gone. So they are, they, they're under the assumption that she's probably dead but that is not enough of a reason to not go and get her which is real which is real if my Um, siblings are listening they probably aren't but i expect that same amount of um dedication yeah if i ever get took by the heir slytherin whether or not my brother is listening (laughs) i don't expect that because i know him (laughs) i'm gone y'all I have a fear that, like, I will be in the hospital or something, and it's only him, and, like, I need him to sign me out, and he's gonna just keep forgetting, and I'm gonna be stuck there forever. Like, he's gonna, and I could see him being like, oh, I'm supposed to do something today. Oh, oh, I'll figure it out tomorrow. (laughs) And it's gonna be, like, two weeks of me just being in the hospital, like, come get me! Anyway, so, tangent. Um, they take Lockhart down into the chamber, which they find out the entrance from Myrtle. It's in Myrtle's bathroom. 
and Lockhart mansplains his way into Ron's wand and then I think he like surprises him or something yeah he you know he jumps him yeah and he gets his wand he um his curse backfires but also like puts a barrier what was he that like, huh oh I don't know you made a you had a reaction that I was just oh no my chin was a chin sorry okay um he um so so Harry is left um behind a wall of rubble or Rod and Lockhart are left behind a wall of rubble and Harry is going on to find Ginny while they try to clear the debris. Mm-hmm. So um so then he enters the chamber of secrets, which is where we are now. Um Yes. He was standing at the end of a very long, dimly lit chamber. Towering stone pillars entwined with more carved serpents rose um, to support a ceiling lost in darkness, casting long black shadows through the odd greenish gloom that filled the place. I really like that opening paragraph, um, just because I feel like it kind of like sets the tone for how fucking creepy this chapter is. This is, And even just like these opening, when they're describing the chamber. So, his heart's beating fast, he's could the basilisk be lurking in a shadowy corner behind a pillar? Where is Ginny? He pulled out his wand and moved forward between the serpentine columns. I'm just like, um, the fact that this is up to a 12-year-old, like I, like I was saying earlier, the fact that this is up to a 12-year-old to do this is like a lot. Yeah. So he kept his eyes narrowed, ready to clamp them shut. So he's kind of like, squint. he's squinting his way through this, um, through the chamber for the first time. The hollow eye sockets of the stone snake seemed to be following him. More than once, with a jolt of the stomach, he thought he saw one stir. And then he drew level with the last pair of pillars. A statue, high as the chamber itself, loomed into view, standing against the back wall. Question. Mm -hmm. And I know that the answer is probably magic. Mm -hmm. Question. Who built this? (laughs) How are you going to build this with all this, like... Towering stone pillars entwined with carved serpents. It was Salazar Slytherin like, who built it, remember? Uh, yeah, but um, last pair of pillars with a statue as high as the chamber. He carving shit into them like through magic and nobody is saying boo? My thing is like... Ain't nobody heard a goddamn thing. My thing is that these, these are this towering stone pillars and the ceiling is lost in darkness. How far below the castle are they? Like They don't. They they. Cause damn, I mean, like, I get it, but also, like, it's a whole ass hall. Somebody gotta go get Miss Frizzle to get that school bus to get them out, cause they at the center of the earth. Right. Like, that, that's the only like, yeah, that makes no sense. Um, they down deep. What is that? The plasma, the lava core, the plasma core of the. I think it's just called the core. Listen, I don't. Let me. I haven't been in a science class to... in like a cool minute. Um, I love that you're saying science class, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to rewatch that. <laughs> Well, you have Aminata, so you can, um... That's true. Um, I miss my sister. Um, Harry had to crane his neck to look into the giant face above. It was ancient and monkeyish. Okay, I'm gonna keep reading, but first, why does he have to look like a monkey? Is that just another, like, Slytherin... She she wrote herself into She a really did, and, and it's kind of like, he really, he's monkeyish. But I also, like, start to see this with, like, there is a lot of physical description, descriptors here. Um, in this book in general that 
then is makes it very difficult to be like you can't judge someone by their looks. Totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah, you brought that up with Millicent. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah um, with a long, thin beard that fell almost to the bottom of the wizard's sweeping stone robes, where two enormous gray feet stood on the smooth chamber floor, and between the feet, face down, lay a small, black-robed figure with flaming red hair. I need to go a little off-tangent. I mean, it, it pertains to this, but... Hair growth. So this description of Sal's eye Slytherin is very similar to like Dumbledore. Dumbledore with the long beard that goes to the um, basically to his feet. To his feet. Ooh, I'm trying to. Does any can anyone you, grow a beard that long now? I'm curious. I'm sure they have these like the weird beard competitions. You know oh, the internet. Yeah. It'll find. Right. It'll show you You're some right. weirdos. But how is that practical by any stretch of the imagination? It's not. But they're wizards. And back in Slytherin's time. Right, like, wasn't it like medieval walking, and shit? I'm just thinking like Salazar like, Slytherin in Game of Thrones. <laughs> right? Dun, 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 but like, he's trying to like do anything with a beard that Imagine long. running away from some White Walkers and tripping over your goddamn beard. I mean, <laughs> you, I deserve you, apparate, to, you deserve to be turned into um, a zombie at that point. And like, when you apparate, does your does your beard never get splinched? splinched? Like, come on. Bro, like, like, if your beard got splinched and you're just like, damn, I guess I gotta wait a couple more months till it grows back out. With their hair like, like long, like down, like towards their butt, or like long, and I'm like, how? Mm-hmm. Why? That's it's like my miserable. godmother. Her her hair goes all the way down to like her feet at this point. Yeah, but she's always got it up. She does. She's practical. But I'm always like, that is heavy. It is. Her neck must be strong. <laughs> have you ever thought about that? I have. The strength of Yai's neck. Totally. Like, that's why she's so regal. Truths. Um. Okay. So Jenny, Harry muttered, um, sprinting to her and dropping to his knees. To her, to his knees, Jenny, don't be dead, please don't be dead. He flung his wand aside. So what number are we on of great plans? Good great plans. Uh, this would be eleven. Okay. I didn't even mark this down as a great plan. Okay. But I'll do it now. Because I just feel like if you're in the Chamber of Secrets and you know that the heir of Slytherin had to open it, um, it means the heir of Slytherin is there. One, two. I don't know. I feel like this is more of a Harry and a Ravenclaw moment. Um, but I'm just, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to, like, if you're going, you know you're going into, like, he's been so cautious this whole time, and then he gets to this mm-hmm. point, and he's like, oh, my wand doesn't matter. Um, it kind of does. Let me fling it away from me instead of placing it gently by my side. And or even, even, like, I even, I mean, and I get, like, dropping it because you're like, oh, what's happened? But even, even that, I'm like, keep, at least keep your hand, keep your, keep your wand close. At the right. Yeah. He hasn't met Mad-Eye yet. True. You don't have constant vigilance. True. Life. Um, so Jenny's face was white. And he hasn't had a Remus yet, so he still hasn't had a good... Defense against the dark. So why is he here? <laughs> what defense spells does he know? Expelliarmus. That's the only one that matters. Um, Jenny's face was white as marble and as cold, yet her eyes were closed, so she wasn't petrified. But then she must be. Jenny, please wake up, Harry muttered. She won't wake, said a soft voice. Horcrux! Dun, dun, dun. We need a Horcrux, um... We need a Horcrux, like, sound. I mean, it doesn't matter anymore because they don't... Oh, wait, it does. There's another one that pops up in Order of the Phoenix. So every time a Horcrux pops up, it could be like... I'm really... Do we need it with that dance move? Is that your Horcrux dance move? I don't know. (laughs) I actually don't know because it wasn't on purpose. Um, She was doing some um, hotline bling type movements. Uh, So 
I just want to read this part. Mm -hmm. um, the tall, a tall black-haired boy was leaning against the nearest pillar. He was strangely blurred around the edges, um, but there is no mistaking him. Tom Riddle. He was leaning against the pillar. You didn't see him, like, bro. Like she won't wait. He just, just chilling. He was just like, like <laughs> posing, and yet Harry's reaction. Right. Go ahead. You go for this. Okay. Um, he ain't no goddamn Actually, no, that was the one thing. Like, this ain't even this no goddamn is, this, I spent this, this chapter a... being, like, equal parts terrified and equal parts frustrated at Harry. Because he's just like, like what do you mean? Up. Yeah. What do you mean she won't wait? She's not. She's not. She's still alive, said Riddle, but only just. Harry stared at him. Um, Are you a ghost? He said uncertainly. A memory, said Riddle quietly, preserved in a diary for 50 years. Um, real quick, actually, sorry. We we're trying to make a point, but I had a note here. So I'm curious what happens if, like, the, if this one gained, gained a full body? Like, what happens to the main Voldemort soul? Like, does he just become a Horcrux? You know what I mean? Because, like, the soul that, that, like, the Vol like the physical body Voldemort that was with, that, like, killed Harry or whatever, or tried to kill Harry, mm -hmm. um, like, he doesn't have a body anymore. But he has all these other pieces of his soul split up in other places. So if one of those like grows like, or actually or, like gets an actual body or gets enough like strength or whatever, one does he appear as a sixteen year old? Because that would have been weird. Two, um, what happens to the? I know that's what I'm saying. Like, does he turn back into like how he was before? Like, oh yeah. Or does he it. actually come looking as how he looks as the memory? Um, and two. What happens to that? Like, does does act, the actual Voldemort become Horcrux? Okay, so I'm going to answer this, but I have to cage this with I'm not caught up on Shield yet, so do not spoil me. Spoiler heavy podcast or whatever. What you should do. Fly to Chicago. What you should do is just watch Shield, and then we wouldn't have but, a problem. Okay, but go. Star Trek: The Next Generation. Okay, but go. anyway, so <laughs> there is nerds <laughs> brought to you by Wizard Team. <laughs> Nerd problem. Okay. Um, there is an inhuman who, I think she may not be alive anymore, actually. Um, she can split her body, you know, she's mm -hmm. got a, she can make all those copies. Yeah. And then, I think with her, they all come back, but she could be, like, in eight different places. Mm -hmm. Is the copy not real? Is there one original? If the, ori if the copy dies, does that mean that the original doesn't die? That's why I'm curious. Plus, I'm there's like, all kinds split, of questions. the soul is split into equal pieces, right? I think that right? there could just be seven or there could just be two Voldemorts walking around and if you kill Tom Riddle That's scary as fuck. Then you just you just get rid of one piece of the soul but then the other one is still there. I'm very glad that we don't have to deal with this, not, but yeah. You know what I mean? Because uh -huh. the, the, the body of Tom Riddle's soul was just a book. Right. But it could very, like spoiler Harry's walking around. Harry's allowed to exist while Voldemort exists. That's true. It's just a it's just a container. Right. Ooh, what if so, all seven of his horcruxes or six got like actual bodies. bodies? Oh my god. Yeah. That would have thinking that's, that when I was that's a that rated R Harry Potter. <laughs> but fanfic though? Dude. No, that would actually like, be like if really Stephen like, King decided to write some fanfic or Joe Hill, Stephen King's younger son who writes some terrifying shit too that that's yeah man yeah um also i also want to just point out like i'm really i 
like this is a, still a children's book, so like the descriptions are a little like more not immature because that's like has a negative connotation, but just like you know for a younger audience. But I like how consistent like like the simple. way well yeah simple thank you but like the consistencies between the way that like Riddle is described in this chapter versus like later on when we see other Horcruxes um, is really like important and sometimes that's not easy you know what I mean like we talk about how she writes herself into a into like a ditch basically for um the Slytherins as a whole but when um but for the Horcruxes I'm not sure whether she had the idea that like that was her end goal or whatever when she was writing Chamber of Secrets but just like the consistency between the the two um or like the yeah like the two books or whatever was really well done and I appreciate that a lot. Okay, sorry. I know that I know you're gonna probably stop, but check it against your list and see consistency. Never spent a cent that wasn't mine. Okay, but the Stop after my cent, that's fine. You could have you could have ended on the consistency and it would have been fine. You said it like three had, times. The rest of it had nothing else. Um but yeah, so anyway, shout out to Joe. Okay. Yes, he has reason for shame. Back to Mary not being a Ravenclaw. Even... Um Okay. So he pointed toward the floor near the statues. This is Tom Riddle. The statues, giant toes. Lying open there was a little black diary Harry had found in Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. For a second, Harry wondered how it had got there. But there were more pressing matters to deal with. Um, that makes no sense because he just gave you a big clue as to how what the diary is doing there and how he got here. Anyway, you've got to help me. But it's also, like, this is not... His brain is just... What? Not all magic is good magic. He already knows that because he knows he's taking, he's, whether or not he's got a good teacher or not, he's got, there is a class called Defense Against the Dark Arts. He knows dark arts exist. This shit ain't right. He's literally surrounded by the Chamber of Secrets that was created to house the monster to kill all Muggleborn witches and wizards. And he is, his guard is not up somehow and it's weird. Um... You've got to help me, Tom. We've got to get out of here. There's a basilisk. I don't know where it is, but it could be along any moment. Please help me. Riddle didn't move. Harry, sweating, managed to hoist Jenny half off the floor and bent to pick up his wand again, but his wand had gone. Did you see? He looked up. Riddle was still watching him, twirling Harry's wand between his long fingers. Twirling it. Um, so like he, do you not understand? Like, do you not, he's not understanding how unbothered Tom Riddle is right now. Like you gotta help me, Tom. He's leaning. He he's chilling. Back. He took your wand. <laughs> it's not even he's like you run up to Jenny, so you don't notice him. Fine, but when you do notice him, he's chilling. He wasn't going over there to help her. He wasn't. You didn't run up to Jenny. He was waiting for something. Tom obviously, trying, was Tom trying to save Jenny? No, he was just chilling. Thanks, says Harry. How? Thanks. Did he offer you the wand back? He's twirling the shit Bro. between his fingers. A smile curled the corners of Riddle's mouth. He continued to stare at Harry, twirling the wand idly. Listen, said Harry. We've got to go. If the basilisk comes, it won't come until it's called, said Riddle. I feel like he's, like, enjoying this because he's like, this is where it's hell of fucking slow. Like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> so when he talks, <laughs> when he, when, in a little bit, when he starts to, like, villain's playing, he does, like, start to taunt you know, how boring and stupid and, you know, like, he's very, he thinks very highly of himself. Mm-hmm. We all know this about Tom Riddle. Um, he is loving this. He's totally loving it. But he's it. also very confused because 
Harry ain't no goddamn Ravenclaw. How did he defeat me? Totally. So he's like this. He's this like idiot. loving it, but he's also like he's just like um. So he's also like frustrated. Like really, <laughs> you defeated me. You. It's like when you stare someone down because they say something stupid and you just stare at them and they're like what and you just stare and like what and you just like <laughs> you not gonna catch this you gonna make me have to say it yeah pretty much like literally so I have to apparently he spell says this it out won't come you. until it's called what do you mean look give me my wand I might need it you won't be needing it and I'm just like dude this is why you don't trust people so easily like you really like you need to see this. She's doing the confused girl meme Sorry. face. What do you mean um, I won't be? <laughs> I've waited a long time for this, Harry Potter, for a chance to see you, to speak to you. Look, said Harry, I don't think you get it. We're in the Chamber of Secrets. We can talk later. We're going to talk. He's up losing his patience. But this it's is, like, dude, but you're... This is two pages. A, we, a, a what? page and a half of you not, you not getting you just it. just now starting to lose your... And you're just losing your patience. You still have not... You have not internalized your situation. He thinks he has. And I can't. He thinks he has. For some reason, he thinks that Tom Riddle is just like. I just context clues are important. Um, we're going to talk now," said Riddle, still smiling. Brought like he's smiling. He's clearly not on your side. He is unbothered. Harry stared we're at in him. the chamber secrets. Wait, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Uh, let me go. We in the Chamber of Secrets. The Basilisk could come at any time, Tom. We've got to get out of here, Tom. He is smiling. He is unbothered by his surroundings. Wait. Harry stared at him. There was something very funny going on here. You think? Yeah. Guys, we need, this needs to be recorded. I just... I just this, this needs to be a video. I don't understand. I don't get it. Um... How there's does, so many, there's so just, many things, and you say, and you say, well, he's 12. I am sorry. I have not been around that many 12 year olds. Sure. Granted. However, when Aminata becomes 12, we're going to, I am going to reenact a moment like this <laughs> just to make sure. And I know my baby's smart. Like she's, she hella smart. She hella smart. Y'all even for a three year old, she hella but if it takes her more than two minutes to clock that something is up, we gonna have to sit down and have a talk. Cause twelve is too goddamn old. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you already know not to talk to strangers. You already a lot know not of to things take candy. Learn by the time you're Don't be getting in vans. Like yeah, I you just, are young. You are a child, but you are too goddamn old for this. For this. Um, how did Jenny get like this? He asked Lily. Well, that's an interesting question, said Riddle pleasantly. It's a, and quite a long story. I suppose the real reason Jenny Weasley's like this is because she opened her heart and spilled all her secrets to an invisible stranger. What are you talking about? The diary, said Riddle. My diary. Little Jenny's been writing in it for months and months, telling me all her pitiful woes and wo uh, worries and woes, how her brothers teased her, how she had to come to school with second-hand robes and books, how... How she didn't think famous, good, great Harry Potter would ever like her. Um, poor Jenny, man. And, like, that's the other thing that's really creepy about this, um, and we'll see it, like, in the next, I guess, page or so, or page or two, is how, like, that, oh, I read it later on. So, wait, let me, let me finish, and then I'll get to it. It's Sorry. very boring. Um, no, 
Um, so all the time he spoke, Riddle's eyes never left Harry's face. There was almost a hungry look in them. It's very boring having to listen to a silly, to the silly little troubles of an 11 year old girl, but I was patient. I wrote back. I was sympathetic. I was kind. Jenny simply loved me. No one's ever understood me like you, Tom. I'm so glad I've got this diary to confide in. It's like having a friend I can carry around in my pocket. Um, so yeah, so like, so as I was saying, just kind of like in addition to the, um, like the setting being really creepy and like, obviously it's super magical and there's like the threat of this snake that can like kill you with the glance. Um, but also just like riddle in general, like this is predatory behavior. Um, and it's just like, it's scary. You know what I mean? Cause this is something like this, this is how like pred predators like, yeah, little girls on the internet or what. You know. That's how people, like, latch onto, you know what I mean, onto kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we always talk about, and like, or the books always talk about how, like, manipulative um, Tom Riddle was. And I tend to, I believe that, like, he he was, like, because you don't really see it that much when he's, as he's, when he becomes, like, Voldemort, Voldemort or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Although I guess he says later that he'd been using that name for a while, but like when he becomes like when people become like recognize him, when he becomes you know who, it's when he he's, loses his nose. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> but by that point he's able to just like govern by fear, and people are afraid of him, and so he can just use that, and that's really simple. Um, versus at this point where he's like he's not scary looking, he's a teenager. He, you know what I mean? He mm-hmm. has to charm his way into getting the things that he wants and, like, he can turn nasty, but his go-to is to be manipulative and, like, sneaky. Um, and so the way I that he does that to, like, that's... latch onto Jenny, like, this little girl, is really, like, horrifying. But I also think going back to your point about predatory things, it's like, that's kind of how it is in the real world, too, when you because you have younger predators. Totally. Right? So they, you, they don't have the respect or the, um, like, they're kind of, I guess, underestimated because of age or whatever, um, and not, and so they play off of that, right? They play off of how you underestimate them. Mm -hmm. Once you're older, like, you can't, and when you're, you know, it's also like the anonymity of being in the book as opposed to being, like, face-to-face, yeah. right? And Which is, like, similar to what like you were saying the, about, like, internet. The internet, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, when you're not... When you have this kind of anonymity or whatever, you play off of people's, like, ex- or underestimating you in, in a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. you know? And we people do that all the time. It's a matter of survival sometimes, right? Like, when you're in a social situation and someone just assumes, like, you don't know anything because you're, you're a girl or you can't do whatever and you will... Be like, okay, I'm going to play along with that for a little bit to get what I need Mm -hmm. or to get out of the situation or, you know, whatever. But when it becomes predatory like this, that's when it becomes very worse. Right. And then the other thing that I just thought about, um, because I, you know, you always hear in the fandom about how people hate Unbridge more than they hate Voldemort. And I actually just randomly saw something on Facebook about that, like, earlier today. Um, And just reading, like, going back through this. The one, the, I feel like the reason people hate her more is because she's human and she's someone that you see, like you see every day, right? Or you mm-hmm. may or may not know an Umbridge, but it's very feasible that there was somebody like that in the world. Um, yeah. Whereas like Voldemort, at the height of his power and the most times that we see him in these books, he's a very like you know what I mean? Like he's 
he's it's very clear that he's not human and that he's left he's like lost that part of himself and it's made clear yeah. in the books and it's made clear like as you like, it's very you know what I mean like so it's like you can't really hate him like I mean you you don't like him and you want well, him to you, lose but it's less fear Voldemort the same way they fear like Aragog but not right but they but hate or they fear Umbridge the way that they fear Snape right because they're they they're are... human people and so what I'm saying about that yeah. is that at this point Tom Riddle is a human person um yes and so it's far to me it's much more terrifying than like Lord Voldemort in Deathly Hollows. Um, yeah. and not because, and not because of his capacity to kill or to like do mass murders or to do all, you know what I mean? Like, obviously that's terrifying. And if I was in that situation, I would be afraid, but in terms of just reading it and the character, capacity. huh? Tom Riddle at this point has that capacity. He does. He totally does. I'm, I'm, but it's also like, he hasn't totally lost his, like, he hasn't totally lost the human parts of him yet. Um, and so he's he's relying and he's relying on I, that I think to get like what he wants and to get to the point where he will no longer be human. Um, but I think that because it's a it's a like we're saying it's some these characteristics are all like feasible qualities in a person, um, and so it's much more terrifying because it's something that you can see. Yeah, I would I will quibble I with that a little bit by saying I don't think that he's more human. I think. The difference is, is that Tom Riddle at this point is still surrounded by humans. So he's closer, like the Voldemort that comes back, which is that, you know, soul now that for 10 plus years has been living in the wilderness and the forest. He's more feral, right? He's been away from humanity. He's been separated from humanity for a long time by the time he gets a body back. So that is already gone. I think of this Tom Riddle more as like, those sociopaths that are able to like mimic humanity because they are around it. Right. It's mm -hmm. like, the like, um, I read this thing and it was so great about like the, un do you know the uncanny Valley in, um, computer animation? Like if you, if you've seen, um, the polar express of Tom Hanks or do you know that movie? I didn't, I know that movie, okay. but I didn't watch it. Okay, you don't need to have watched it, but like those, it was one of the first um, movies where like the animation was so realistic that it was kind of creepy. Like it looked so much like Tom Hanks, but it wasn't right. So there's this thing with like computer animation and like video games and all those things where it's like you have to maintain a, enough cartoonism because we have the ability to. Um, like technology has gotten to the point where we can really make these things look very realistic, but there's there's this there's these there are these errors in, in humans, you know what I mean? Like we have ticks and we like blink weird or something. And so because computer generated people can't do that, they're like close it's like those creepy robots, right? They're they they're so close, but they're off, and that little bit of being off is really, really creepy to us. Um I feel that way about Tom Riddle. Like he's so close to being mm -hmm. human. He's he's mimicking the people that he sees, and that's the reason why Dumbledore is always like, mm, "I can't trust you." He Dumbledore sees the flaw in his like mimicry of being a feeling person with like you know emotions and stuff, <laughs> like mm -hmm. of being truly right. human. Mm -hmm. um, but 
Tom Riddle has still enough, like he's, he's in Hogwarts, he's surrounded by people, he's able to like charm them and, and play off of these like very human traits, so he doesn't really have those hmm. in himself, but he's able to play off of them. Right. And Voldemort that we come to know has been exiled from humanity for 13 years, 14 years. Um, yeah, something like that. And like, and literally, in the first couple of um, years of that, like last, you know, Philosopher's Stone, literally like surviving off of like unicorn blood and being very like like very feral. He's lost all connection, mm-hmm. so he he's no longer able to even try to be relatable. That went really long. I'm sorry. <laughs> but. No, it's fine. No, no, it makes sense. Like, I think, I mean, I think that we both have um, different. I, know, I like, totally agree with you, but I'm just trying to, like, I, I think. I'm uh, a little like, perspectives on, like, how he's, whatever, like, how he's acting. But either way, it makes him creepy as fuck. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Agreed. So, if I say it myself, Harry, I've always been able to charm the people I've needed. So, Ginny poured out her soul to me, and her soul happened to be exactly what I wanted. I grew stronger and stronger on the diet of her deepest fears, her darkest secrets. I grew powerful, far more powerful than little Miss Weasley. Powerful enough to start feeding Mrs. Weasley a few of my secrets, to start pouring a little of my soul in back into her. Horcrux! This is when we yes. need the damn... I need a button. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's also um, important to note that, uh, and that's why I read the whole, ch- the whole passage, mm-hmm. because at first he says, I'm a memory, right? But then he's like, I'm pouring my soul into her. Right. You're not a memory. No. You are a thinking... Like, a memory doesn't... I mean, it changes a little bit, but it's not. You know, people remember things differently, but it's usually pretty consistent, right? Mm-hmm. And it's contained. It's not it's like contained. something that can. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not an active thing that it's just it stays in the past where it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It just chills when, out there. When Harry went into it. the diary and saw that piece of. Um, where Riddle confronts Hagrid. That's a memory, right? Like, he wasn't, like, Harry didn't change any of the actions. He wasn't there. Um, that's a memory. What this bruh's doing? It's not that. There's definitely a difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, okay. What do you mean, said Harry? Haven't you guessed yet, Harry Potter? No, because he ain't Ginny no Ravenclaw. He's not. Ginny Weasley opened the Chamber of Secrets. She strangled the school roosters and daubed threatening me- messages on the wall. She sat the um, she sat the serpent of Slytherin on four mudbloods and the squib's cat. No, Harry whispered. Yes, said Riddle. Of course, she didn't know what she was doing at first. It was very amusing. I wish you could have seen the new, her new diary entries. Far more interesting they became. Dear Tom... I think I'm losing my memory. There are rooster feathers all over my robes, and I don't know how they got there. Dear Tom, I can't remember what I did on the, li- on the night of Halloween, but a cat was attacked, and I've got paint all down my front. 
Dear Tom, Purse keeps telling me I'm pale and I'm not myself. I think he suspects me. There was another attack today and I don't know where I was. Tom, what am I going to do? I think I'm going mad. I think I'm the one attacking everyone, Tom. Um, it took a very long time for stupid little Jenny to stop trusting her diary, but she finally became suspicious and tried to dispose of it, and that's where you came in, Harry. You found it, and I couldn't have been more delighted. Um, so just really quickly, like, like the amount of disdain that he has for Jenny is kind of like, a lot and kind of actually is also consistent with himself like he is not a person who has friends he is not someone who like feels equal to anyone ever and so it's just like that's the that's what you get from this is he's just like everyone else is so like mediocre and boring and I'm the only like interesting person um and I'm the only one who's deserving of anything um so I don't care who I have to go through basically to get what I want. You know what I mean? Totally. And I like, I wanted to point out to you that it kind of reminds me a little bit of Draco, not to that extreme, but mm -hmm. the like you said, like the direct the this whole um Dear Tom section is written in italics and I always read it with him being like, Dear Tom you know Oh and, totally and yeah. Reading it with that like in a in a in a mocking kind of voice that is supposed to be Jenny's and you can very easily see on numerous occasions when Draco is retelling a story and is like, oh, Mr. Potter, you know, when he talks about Colin, um, can I have your autograph? And, oh, you're so, can I shine your shoes or whatever? And it's like mm. that amount of, like, disdain for people, you know, it's really troublesome. And I, we, we called... Draco out on it too, just being like, that's a human being, you know, and the fact that you could right. cheer for someone's death or death, petrification or whatever. Mean, and I mean, we see in, oh wait, guess what? Chicago Bayana has Chamber of Secrets, Prince of Azkaban, and the Half-Blood Prince. Shout out to Chicago Bayana. Um, so we see in Half-Blood Prince, like how he was at that age, at like 11, um, and so I just like wrote this or read this chapter. Um, Why aren't you reading other books? Because these are only books I brought with me. Library. It exists. I know, but I just need somebody to ship me all my books. Or. Because um, I have a bunch that I haven't read yet. Or. Anyway, um, so I'm on, I'm in chapter 13 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Um. And so this is Dumbledore. They're in the memory where um, where Dumbledore meets Tom Riddle for the first time. Um, and so... Almost there. Um, okay, so this is like kind of the stuff. This is, yeah, this is, again, chapter 13. It's called The Secret Riddle. Um, oh, clever. So Dumbledore is talking... Right, exactly. Um, Dumbledore is talking to the... Um, I guess she's like the head of the orphanage mm -hmm. where Tom lives. Um, so she says, um, he was a, okay, he was a funny baby too, hardly ever cried, you know, and then when he was a little older, he was odd. Odd in what way, asked Dumbledore. Um, well, he, um, Mr. Mrs. Cole pulled up short, there was nothing blurry or vague about his, about the inquisitorial glance she shot Dumbledore over her gin glass. He's definitely got a place at your school, you say, definitely. And nothing I can say can change that. Nothing. You'll be taking him away, whatever. 
whatever. Um, he scares the other children, she says. You mean he's a bully? I think he must be, but it's very hard to catch him at it. There have been incidents, nasty things. Billy Stubbs Rabbit. Well, Tom said he didn't do it, but I don't see how it could have how he could have done. But even so, it didn't hang itself from the rafters, did it? Um, but I'm jiggered if I know how he got up there to do it. All I know is he and Billy Billy had argued the day before, and then um, on the summer outing, we take them out, you know, once a year to the countryside or to the seaside. Well, Amy Benson and Dennis Bishop were never quite right after, and all we ever got out of them is that they'd gone into a cave with Tom Riddle. He swore they'd just gone exploring, but something happened in there, I'm sure of it. Um, and well, there have been a lot of things, funny things. Um, so yeah, so it's like, even at, you know, we talk about Draco and he's like, oh, I wish I could help the heir of Slytherin, like, kill all the mudbloods mm -hmm. or whatever. But that, to me, is like, that's talk, you know what I mean? It's like he's trying to sound like important, even though it also kind of makes him sound like a psychopath. Whereas like <laughs> Voldemort's actually a psychopath. No, yeah, you know what he, I mean. There is like so posturing, which is what Draco does, and then there is mm -hmm. like actually doing that shit. Yeah. Like you just you hung a rabbit up from like you're killing rabbits at eleven years old. That's creepy, and that's also in like, um, Wizarding World, non Wizarding World, like. Killing mm -hmm. animals <laughs> is the warning sign of you ain't right. Like you will kill a human. And especially he's doing it to is he's not doing he's not like, oh I'm going hunting. He's doing it to get back at yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah. So this is like punishing someone for doing something that displeased him. And even at when like you eleven think or about, um the things that Harry because he doesn't I I'm inclined to give him a little bit of a pass that he's not purposely doing it right you think about when harry was being chased by dudley and he jumps the wind must have caught him or right, whatever, right that's true but he may not have harry doesn't like harry's magic on just because of who he is when he doesn't have control over it he doesn't usually do things to harm dudley it's like harry jumped out of dudley's grasp right but mm -hmm. dudley doesn't really get harmed in that he, um, his hair grows Right, back. he didn't turn around and, like, set something yeah, on Yeah, or he doesn't, you know... Dudley doesn't wake up suddenly, like, with boils all over his face or whatever. You know, he doesn't... Because when he is wishing to be, um, away from the Dursleys or when he's in those moments, he, he's... What he's doing, yeah, basically, he's wishing to be away from the hurt or the pain or whatever. He's not wishing to get mm -hmm. back at Dudley. He just doesn't want anything to do with him. He just wants mm -hmm. to be left alone. He wants exactly. to be loved. He doesn't want revenge, right? Mm -hmm. I could very easily see even 11-year-old Myrtle being, you know, like, maybe not hanging someone's rabbit, but like, you know, Billy woke up and all of his clothes didn't fit. None of his clothes fit or whatever. Right, but I think there's a difference between like, I mean, bringing in Myrtle, yeah, but, like, that's more, like, she's an immature kid. And, like, some people... That's what I'm saying. It's, like... Yeah, she's it's not, petty, it's not and the she level where Voldemort is, like... On someone, but the ill that she's wishing is not... Is not that level. And it's, and she probably wouldn't have carried it out yeah. either. And it, I feel like... Huh. This is going to be a really weird, like, description, especially because I haven't watched 
Downton Abbey in like two seasons or something. But she, I feel like Myrtle's kind of like Edith, where like nothing can happen, nothing great happens to her yeah. like, ever. Yeah. And then like, but especially like season one Edith, where she was just hella petty and just did hella unnecessary shit for no reason. She took it too far. It's like that versus, <laughs> it's that versus like, I don't know, Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of like another description right now, but like. I mean, I guess you could say where like, Voldemort Mary is like. Who... But no, no. Yeah, Voldemort. I think I and I and what I and what I want to get at the distinction is is that so you can't like Voldemort isn't the way that I understand the um, the magic here is that Voldemort isn't carrying these things out right. It's like he wants so and so to pay, and he wants it so bad, and his like my parents tell this really funny. I guess it's funny. I don't know. It's gonna put me in a bad light. But I'm four years younger than my brother. We got into a fight, and they, we were screaming at each other, whatever, and I think he pushed me or whatever, but they separated us. And my mom and dad, like, always talk about how they, like, turned around, and I wasn't over the fight. Like, I was still in it. I was still mad. And I was huffing and puffing, and I was like, I'm going to get you, Brandon. I'm going to get you, Brandon. And I was, like, six or whatever. And... <laughs> They were, and they laugh about it because it was like, it was over, like, they, we were like, separate, you guys say you're sorry, and like, you know, usually it's like, you know, we don't mess with each other for a while, but mm-hmm. I was like staring him down, breathing really hard, just like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna get you, like, this ain't, like, as soon as they turn, they, like, don't stay woke, you know what <laughs> I mean, like, don't turn your back on me, because as soon as yeah. I get my shot... I'm going to get you. Like, this isn't over. Yeah. And I think that is what, like, if I had magical powers at that moment, like, I possibly could have done some damage to my brother because I was so, um, I don't even, like, I really don't even remember this, but I was so mad and I was so angry with him and I was holding on to it. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like a passing anger. It was like, Mm-hmm. Like you were going to pay for this, like, however you slighted me. And I feel like that is what Voldemort does as opposed to you hurt my feelings or whatever. And then, I mean, people in general, but kids in particular, we have short attention spans. So as soon as, like, something else comes along, like, we've moved on. And the, mm-hmm. and the 11-year-old magic is that whatever their emotions are in the moment, things happen. And the strength of that emotion determines how strong that thing is. You know what I mean? But it didn't. But again, but it happened. Oh, the next day. Yeah, which is what I'm saying. Which is why he's a psychopath. Yeah. Like, because a normal mm-hmm. child would have not had like that wouldn't have lasted. Like that need for revenge or payback or whatever would not have lasted that long. Right, and their payback would have been like, I'm gonna make you pay exactly. yourself when you're sleeping <laughs> or something. Like, <laughs> and that, and exactly, and like if it. Yeah, yeah, it's like no one is wishing that amount of harm. Like harm. Yeah, yeah. which is an innate um, Tom Riddle trait. So, Right, okay. So back to Chamber <laughs> Secrets. Um, so we can have like a whole bonus episode on like the, I'm going to say this and I'm very sorry to everyone who's on my side. The pathology of Tom Riddle. The um, pathology? I knew it was going to happen. Of a motherless child. With the muggle one father. Actually, actually, can we write, can you write a fanfic about Iyanla going to fix Voldemort's life? <laughs> <laughs> I probably can. 
that would actually be so Give funny. Okay, anyway, um, of all the people who could have picked it up, it was you, the very person I was most anxious to meet. And why did you want to re- meet me, said Harry. Well, you see, Jenny told me all about you, Harry, your whole fascinating story. I knew I had to, I must find out more about you, talk to you, meet you if I could. So I decided to show you my famous capture of that great oaf Hagrid to gain your trust. Hagrid's my friend, said Harry, and you framed him, didn't you? I thought you made a mistake, but it was my, it was my word against Hagrid's Harry. Well, you can imagine how it looked to old Armando Dippet. On the one hand, Tom Riddle, poor but brilliant, parentless, but so brave, school prefect, model student. On the other hand, big blundering Hagrid. In trouble every other week, trying to raise werewolf cubs under his bed, sneaking off to the Forbidden Forest to wrestle trolls. Um, real quick, although this wouldn't be me because we've as we've established, I'm basically Hermione. Um, that's the way to live life at Hogwarts, to be honest. Wrestling trolls, like on a on a super not serious tip, like <laughs> just to go, like I'm gonna just you know I'm gonna go to the Forbidden Forest wrestle some trolls. Why not? Why it's not? A thing to do. I also want to say that, like, so there's two things. <laughs> right. Tom Riddle sent him Aragog. It might as well just be fact now. Y'all can't tell me that it's not true. Tom Riddle sent him, gave him Aragog. So he could frame him. Probably. Not, no, probably. He did. If he was playing the long game. I'm going, I might have to actually tweet at JK and just continue to t- tweet at her until she answers that question. But in my head, he did. This is basically a confession. Second thing, I had to underline this. Parentless, but so brave. Like, that is Harry, right? And this is the first of those um, similarities. Or It's not the first time, but it's, it's, a, it's another time that these similarities between them pop up. Everything else, poor but brilliant. Like, Harry's not poor. I mean, I guess he grows up a little bit poor. He's definitely not brilliant. Um, School prefect, Mm -hmm. he's not at that age yet, but still. Um, And that whole, like, Hagrid ain't changed. I just recently wrote a post about these, like, stunted adolescents, but that whole villain explanation of this uh, moment of his famous capture, is that what he calls it? His, yeah, my famous capture of that great Oaf Hagrid mm-hmm. is actually a really interesting view into Harry because at this point you could have like also been like Harry's famous capture of um, Quirrell, you know, like so brave, right. does this, you know, the, the school's well, the school wasn't in turmoil, but... So, can I... I'm curious. So, it never occurred to anyone that the... Like, just later on in life, or maybe just to fudge a couple chapters ago when he arrested Hagrid for no reason, did it ever occur to him that it was Voldemort who said that he had opened the chamber? Like, you know what I, I mean? I don't think that a lot of people know that Voldemort is Tom Riddle. Um, oh, and I right, don't right, think right. that um, Dumbledore has really like. That I get it. Huh? Said it. I mean, I know Voldemort. I mean, not Voldemort. I know Dumbledore is more like. Because I'm pretty sure Dumbledore has known this whole time who it is. Because yeah. I think earlier, um, after Colin, when he has his doctor moment, right? Um, yeah, in chapter ten, when he says it's not a question of who, the question is how. 
Um, so he knows who it is. He's just not sure how, so he doesn't know how to stop it mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but yeah, some, again, this is like what you were talking about in your last post. Just like, Dumbledore withholds a lot of information that he probably should share with more people. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be like, like the ultimate secrets of the Order of the Phoenix, but just like little things like... Yeah. Voldemort used to be a boy called Tom Riddle. That's a real simple thing yeah. that could have been like because you also have to think about to the everyone. fact that it's not like Draco Malfoy dropping off the face of the planet and then coming back as like a completely different person with a different name. And people who know Voldemort and who end up being, I guess, his followers, he was known by a close circle. He was going by that name at school. They obviously know, mm-hmm. but um. He comes from an orphanage. He doesn't grow up in the wizarding world. And then he doesn't really leave Hogwarts and enter into the wizarding world and, like, plant roots, right? He's kind of just, like, a passerby. Well... He goes off traveling. I don't think... He was really popular in Hogwarts, Yeah, but that's, like... You know what I mean? But that is... But Hogwarts is very insular. Like, he was a prefect. He was all these things. But that's very... Um... He was Shoot. a prefect. I'm, what I'm saying is, that, like, it says about this. It's very insular. Um, it's like if you sorry, have... keep talking and then. Okay, actually, I just found it. Um, almost sorry. Actually, I okay. Didn't. Could I just say this? Okay, actually, no. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So real quick again in um, Half Blood Prince. So it's chapter twenty, Lord Voldemort's request. So um. Dumbledore talking about Voldemort. Um, he reached the seventh year of his schooling with, as you might have expected, top grades in every examination he had taken. All around him, his classmates were deciding which jobs they were to pursue once they had left Hogwarts. Nearly everybody expected spectacular things for Tom Riddle, prefect, head boy, winner of the award for special services to the school. I know that several teachers, Professor Slughorn amongst them, suggested that he join the Ministry of Magic, offered to set up appointments, put him in touch with useful contacts, he refused all offers. The next thing the staff knew, Voldemort was working at Borgen and Burks. Um, yeah, but that's like the yeah. the guy who's very popular in high school, but he's not known. He's not popular in the wider world, so that still doesn't like translate. And then it's also to the to the staff. It's like okay, well, there's something up with Tom. He goes to work at Borgen and Burks, and then he just disappears. And you don't keep up with the guy who had all this potential but then took a, you know, bummy job. He has this shining moment at Hogwarts, which is very insular. That doesn't mean that mm. he's made a mark on the wider wizarding world. And by the time he comes back as Voldemort, that's so far removed from the Tom that they know. I, I'm sure a few of them connected the dots, but not very many of them did. Because, like, when you come back to your 10-year high school reunion, I don't know half them people. Even if I don't see them every single day, I don't know you. You know? Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, yes. And also, people should pay more attention. They should. There's more Ravenclaws in the world. Like, they should. <laughs> um, but we but they're not. They didn't. Um, okay. Um, oh, yeah. We're on the next page. Oh, but I admit. Even I was surprised how well the plan worked. I thought someone must realize that Hagrid couldn't possibly be the heir of Slytherin. It had taken me five whole years to find out everything I could about the Chamber of Secrets and discover the secret entrance, as though Hagrid had the brains or the power. Only the Transfiguration teacher, Dumbledore, seemed 
to think Hagrid was innocent. He persuaded Dippet to keep Hagrid and train him as gamekeeper. Yes, I think Dumbledore might have guessed. Dumbledore never seemed to like me as much as the other teachers did. I bet Dumbledore saw right through you, said Harry. Well, he certainly kept an annoyingly close watch on me after Hagrid was expelled. I knew it wouldn't be safe to open the chamber again while I was still at school, but I wasn't going to waste these long years I'd spent searching for it. I decided to leave behind a diary preserving my 16-year-old self in its pages so that one day with luck I would be able to lead another in my footsteps and finish Salazar Slytherin's noble work. Um, so this point he's 16, yeah? Yeah. So yeah, so I'm pretty, is this his first, I feel like this is his first Horcrux, which means that like, yeah. He like, I was yeah. actually, I actually wrote yeah. that note. I, um, so he, I said he made this Horcrux at 16, but does that mean it's his first? Because also he, I feel like the first Horcrux might've been the ring. When he goes back to like confront his family. Not sure. But he, when he thinks back, that's in one of the books, and I'm not going to go find it, but he goes back to visit the Gaunts. Um, that is possibly his first horcrux. I'm not sure, but I, it's either that or the book, the diary. Um, yeah, I don't know. The only reason I think it's the diary is because um, he was still at Hogwarts. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, and he, had, well, did he leave it at Hogwarts? I can't remember. No, he didn't leave it at Hogwarts. He gave it, he kept it, and he gave it to Lucius. But um, I feel like the, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like the diary was first, only because he preserved, like, his, like, somebody that, you know, he preserved his 16-year-old self, whereas, like, with the ring, he didn't preserve, like, himself at a certain age well i think he did if that makes sense i think that all of them in the ring i think all of the pieces of his soul are preserved when he did it so no i know but what i'm saying is that like this particular like horcrux is of him is it like manifests as him because at that's 16, when he made it versus like the other ones yes and that's why i'm saying it's the first one because he was 16. I don't think he made one earlier than that. And I, don't, and I don't think that he... Because at 16, that's also... This is like the end of his fifth year. At 16 is also when he goes to ask about Horcruxes. And about whether he can make more than just one. I know, I'm, I'm not saying... I'm, I'm. So that's why I'm saying at that point... No, I know, I know I'm not like disagreeing or whatever. I'm just saying like in my mm-hmm. head... The diary is the first because he... By the time he goes to talk to Slughorn, he'd already made one. Um, and so the reason he goes to talk to Slughorn is to see if, if it's like possible to make more than one, probably seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or split your six, splitting his soul yeah. into seven. I, and I agree with that. Yeah. I just think that I was going, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about, I think because the diary, because you can interact with the diary without really unleashing the Horcrux the way that you can't with the ring or the, the, the other Horcruxes, um, I think that if you were able to like if the if you were able to talk to the Horcrux inside the ring and have it talk back to you, it would be Voldemort at whatever age it was when he created the ring. Because mm-hmm. that's what his that's where his soul was at that time. Was at that point yeah. moment. Right. And so the the development 
you know, and that's what I was saying about, like, you could have seven different Voldemorts running around, but they would be all different ages. Oh, time. God. That's even creepy. It's really creepy, but I think it would be different ages and time periods of him because he, the way that he, the way that this riddle talks about Voldemort, or not Voldemort, Dumbledore, and the way that he talks about Harry and stuff, like, he doesn't even know about Harry. Ginny tells him about Harry. So, mm-hmm. he doesn't take in any new information um, right. because his other souls are around. You know what I mean? Like, when they get close to it together, I think something happens, but... because um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because Harry felt pulled to the diary, but they don't, like, share information. They're not able to, like, really communicate. Right. And they don't, like, grow yeah. up with... Um, yeah Um, yeah um so yeah so riddle's talking about finishing slytherin's noble work um well you haven't finished it said harry no one's died this time not even the cat in a few hours the mandrake drought shout out to jake you know when that hotline bling when that hotline bling um it's time to defeat the petrified bass the petrifying basilisk um Um, we'll be ready and everyone who is petrified will be all right again. Haven't I already told you that killing mudbloods doesn't matter to me anymore? For many months now, my new target has been you. Imagine how angry I was when the next time my diary was opened, it was Jenny who was writing to me, not you. She saw you with the diary, you see, and panicked. What if you found out how to work it and I repeated all her secrets to you? What if, even worse, I told you who'd been strangling roosters, so the foolish little brat waited until your dormitory was deserted and stole it back, but I knew what I must do. It was clear to me that you were on the trail of Slytherin's heir. From everything Jenny had told me about you, I knew you would go to any lengths to solve the mystery, particularly if one of your best friends was attacked. And Jenny told me the whole school was buzzing because you could speak Parseltongue. Real quick. So that, which I totally I forgot. sociopath. Um... <laughs> <laughs> totally but like I I forgot like the fact that Hermione was attacked wasn't like just because she was a yeah. muggle born it was because she's Harry's she was best targeted. friend um which, which I yeah awesome. exactly it was like whereas like the other ones were targeted just because they're muggle born so it was just like oh look it's a muggle born let's attack them whereas like it was like oh no that's Hermione Granger and she's Harry's best friend it also helps that she's a yeah. muggle born but, but um also think yeah. about how traumatizing that is for Jenny because totally. Ginny is Hermione's friend as well. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Ginny, like, whoo, Ginny needs to be in Ayama's office first thing in the morning. Um, probably not Ayama. Somebody. Somebody. <laughs> it's Ayama's the only one um, there. I mean. I don't think she... <laughs> okay, so I made Jenny write her own farewell on the wall and come down here to wait. She struggled and cried and became very boring, but there isn't much life left in her. She put too much into the diary, into me, e- enough to let me leave its pages at last. I have been waiting for you to appear since we arrived here. I knew you'd come. I have many questions for you, Harry Potter. So yeah, like you were saying before, like this is really a cautionary tale for any like mm-hmm. kid reading this book. Like don't talk to strangers online. Seriously. Period. But also, I want to say, there is, oh, there is a movie or something, and I can't remember what it is, but the the crazy person is like, it's so boring, you know, and they're like killing folk or doing something because they're bored, and it freaks me out. And it also was it? Um, me of oh no, it wasn't that. I was like, was it the Heather's? 
but no. it wasn't. They, but it, yeah, it is something that I will it. obviously think about when this is airing, and then I'll tweet it out like, mm. oh, I know what I was talking about back then, and couldn't get it out of my mouth. It's very annoying. It happens mm. to me all the time. Um, <laughs> but um, okay. Sorry, oh, yeah, I just want to like. Moriarty has this too, where he's like, "Let's have some fun," and the way that we're gonna have fun is to do terribly horrifying and terrible things. Moriarty, get some fucking chill. Like, go join a <laughs> basketball league or something. Like, this is not fun. I'm not having fun. Who is having fun? What? Him. This is not fun. And how is how that is fun? this fun? In Why are you way? bored? You she killed yeah. roosters. It feels like there's a lot going on. There is. Um, There's definitely a lot going Yeah. On. Um, so, like, what and Harry this is spat. another thing. Um, sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm done uh-huh. after this. Harry, how many times until it sinks in that your very existence is what people want to talk to you about? Why do people care about you? Why is this this? Why is that that? I know you didn't grow up and it, with this on your chest and it's good for you. And I know that you don't know this. Like, it's not internalized or whatever. But this is the second year now. You walk around day in, day out with people staring at you. Because why? Oh, here's why. Because someone tried to kill you with the killing curse and you survived. Period. Yeah. That, but then also, like, I think I... That, but I also do kind of get why he's a little... Like, at this point, I understand why he's kind of like, you're the 16-year-old kid who went to Hogwarts 50 years ago. Why do you care about me? You know what I mean? No, because... Jenny told him, like, like I get told him everything about her. all that kind of stuff, but then yes, but then also, but even still, like the connection of why, like now we're, we're about to obviously find out exactly why, and it makes but sense. But even when, but, like, um, if Quirrell was just Quirrell and just like a bad person, right? I'm interested in how mm-hmm. you survive a killing curse because the killing, like, mm-hmm. we're wizards, killing curses. This is how you do it, like. Even if I have no connection to Voldemort, I'm interested in how you are still alive because the baddest mofo in the world couldn't kill you. It is mm-hmm. the first yeah, thing. Yeah, but are you really gonna like opinion. take some? Are you really gonna take someone's soul to do that? No, you know? I'm not even like that's that. what I'm saying. Like it's a whole extra like exchange that happens saying, for him I'm to not do even that. Going that far. like that is not has nothing to do with like who Tom Riddle is or anything. It is the fact that. Why me? Be- why you is this? Yeah. That's like one of the things that irritates me about yeah. the movies, especially because I feel like as the books go on, he begins to kind of like, he's just like, The question yeah. is more. Like it's unfortunate and he hates it, but in the movies, like especially Goblet of Fire, where like he's like, I had a dream and there was Voldemort and he wanted me. Like, bro, you know he wants you. Like at this point, why are you why? talking about Are you surprised? Um, <laughs> and it's not even like. And, like so I totally like, do not, get that. I understand what you're saying. Like, the question shouldn't be, why are you interested in me? The question should be, why does this, what does this have to do with you? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which we'll find mm-hmm. out about. But, like, that is, should be Harry's question. Mm-hmm. What does what mm-hmm. happened to me have to do with you? Totally. Exactly. Um, well, said Riddle, how is it that you, a skinny boy with no extraordinary magical talent, managed to defeat the greatest wizard of all time? How did you escape with nothing but a scar while Lord Voldemort's powers were destroyed? There was an odd red gleam in his hungry eyes now. Um, why do you care how I escaped? Voldemort was and after I know. your Even time. still, it's interesting. It <laughs> like, I want to know. 
Um, science. <laughs> um, Voldemort said Riddle softly is my past, present, and future Harry Potter. So we turn the page, and this is when my seven-year-old self wanted to like jump oh. up and down. I might have, and I was just like, "It's going down!" Like just run, like yo. Anagram. He pulled like bruh. He pulled Harry like at this point as a, as like. At the age I am now, if I'd been reading it then, then it's kind of like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of corny a little bit. But as, like, a seven-year-old, this is, like, the most lit thing ever in my Actually, whole life at that point. Thing and we're about to, when you... I still like it. I still mess with it because I... And it's mostly because I remember that memory of reading it for the first time. Or, like, the feeling. Not, like, specifically, like, where I was or whatever, but just, like, the feeling of reading it for the first time and being like, what? <laughs> um... He pulled Harry's wand from his pocket and began to trace it through the air, writing three shimmering words, Tom Marvolo Riddle. Then he waved the wand once, and the letters of his name rearranged themselves. I am Lord Voldemort. Yo, it's going down. The reason why this remains one of my favorite things of all time is, like, okay, yeah, it's a little corny. Tom Marvolo Riddle. I am Lord Voldemort. Anagrams are cool. But this this book then becomes a worldwide phenomenon. And what happens? Translations happen. And what happens with translations? Tom Marvolo Riddle in French becomes Tom... Oh, wait, no, no, no. Hold on. In Serbian, it's changed to Marvola Domus so that the anagram can still say, I am Lord Riddle. Um, Lord Voldemort, sorry. Lord <laughs> Riddle. It became Servolo in Brazilian Japanese because he has to say, like, Isoy, Lord Voldemort, or something. Um, yeah, so in Spanish, Servolo in Spanish, the surname Riddle was changed to Riddle with a Y, so he could be Soy, Lord Voldemort. Rizvol in Czech, Marveloso in Slavic, Obolosoin in Italian. The best one ever because... The French be the French. Thomas Elvis Judusor. Just sweet Lord Voldemort, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And Judusor is phonetically game of fate. This is fucking amazing. Which forms the anagram Just sweet Voldemort. I am Voldemort. In Icelandic, his name is Trevor Delgone, which becomes Er Voldemort. I am Voldemort. But his middle name is not used for the anagram and stays Marvolo. What? Weird. Okay, finish. His name is Tom Loman Boledro, anagram Mao Olen Voldemort. I could keep going. This is my favorite shit ever. <laughs> it's so cool. It really is. Like, I'm not even gonna lie. It actually makes it better that they had to switch it they for, had to like, different his languages. name and everything for this one book. And she was mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't think anyone, you know, I was just writing this shit in my living room. Right. And then it became, like, the biggest book ever. And then it had to be translated <laughs> into a billion different languages. In and Japanese, so... they couldn't do it because there's no Japanese translation. There's Aww. no way to translate it. So the Japanese just missed this lovely bit of, like, oh, shit is lit. <laughs> right. <laughs> They, they, yeah, they missed that, and they missed the, like, in my language, his name is Elvis. <laughs> 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 but also what is so great about that is that the French, I don't, well, I mean, the French probably know who Elvis is, but they don't, I mean, I don't really fucking care who 
about Elvis. Same. But still, Elvis is a just funny name. Just the name is, yeah. yeah <laughs> That's mostly what reference. I was going for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a funny name. That or even Trevor, say. like, now you share a name with Neville's Toad. <laughs> That's so awesome. Okay. Okay. Right. You see, he whispered, it was a name I was already using at Hogwarts to my most intimate friends only, of course. You think I was going to use my filthy muggle father's name forever? I, in whose veins run the blood of Salazar Slytherin himself through my mother's side. I keep the, I keep the name of a foul, foul common muggle who abandoned me even before I was born just because he found out his wife was a witch. No, Harry, I fashioned myself a new name, a name I knew wizards everywhere would one day fear to speak when I had become the greatest sorcerer in the world. One thing, two things, three mm-hmm. things, actually. One, mm-hmm. you need to read that better. When I have become the greatest sorcerer in the world. Hamilton Sorry. Wolf. But <laughs> it is very interesting how he perceives his father. Like his father mm-hmm. left his mother because he found out she was a witch. No, 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 sir. He left his mother because his mother put a goddamn spell on him. And he never loved his mother. He was just like under a spell. You were you were conceived in deceit, basically. Like you were. This sounds really bad, but you were made with no no consent. Like it wasn't consensual relationship at all. That's hella real. It's very no, real. That's hella real. And you have to suffer the consequences of that, and that's very sad. But also, at a certain point, you got to own that shit. But it's also very telling because as again I wrote about stunted adolescence and I probably could have added Voldemort to the list but Voldemort isn't um he's also a psychopath yeah. <laughs> but also like I was trying to think about people who were influencer like influencing Harry at a time in his life you know that could have really messed him up but Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Voldemort. I mean, he could have killed him, but you Voldemort know, influenced I get what Harry, but in a very clear what not to be, do yeah, whatever. Um, right. But if you want to keep your nose, <laughs> don't do that. Um, don't be like but this person. Snape also has this very like harsh view of his father, who is a Muggle, or right? Yeah, his father's a Muggle, and his father is a little mm-hmm. bit more problematic than. Tom's father is, which Tom doesn't, like, Tom doesn't know, and he grows up in an orphanage, doesn't get the real full story, and the people in the village where he was born don't understand that story either, like, all of a sudden this guy is ranting about being kidnapped and put under a spell and whatever, but um, this idea of it's the non-magical parent's fault, also strangely... Mm -hmm. The non-magical parent is also male, which has this kind of masculinity type of, um, what is that complex called? Oedipus complex type of thing. You want to kill your Uh father. Um, Mm -hmm. But how that little sentence, like, goes on to just, like, fuck up not only his life, but everyone else's life. Right, literally everyone else. It's like everyone's. My filthy mm-hmm. muggle father who abandoned me even before I was born just because he found out his wife was a witch. Mm-hmm. Which is also a similar thing to Slytherin himself when we were talking about like him not, like the reason that he wanted, he only wanted to keep 
um, or teach pure blood mm-hmm. wizards in Hogwarts is like a sense of kind of like betrayal um, and distrust in like mm-hmm. muggles because of like the hurt that inflicted. they inflicted on on witches and wizards. Um, whereas like this is this is more personal, obviously, and like ob- and obviously he like you said that he doesn't get the story right, but from what he knows. Yeah. It's a very similar thing where he's like, nah, like I don't fuck with them because of this one experience that I had. And um, it's the same with Snape is, a little bit too. Like Snape goes on to become a death yeah. because of his experience with mm-hmm. yeah. muggles, except for like people. And it's corny, but it's so goddamn true. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's it is, but um, okay. You're not, said Harry. Not what? Not the greatest sorcerer in the world. Sorry to disappoint you and all that, but the greatest wizard in the world is Albus Dumbledore. Everyone says so. Even when you were strong, you didn't dare try to take over Hogwarts. Dumbledore saw through you when you were at school, and he still frightens you now, wherever you're hiding Two these things. days. Harry's um, so sassy. Mm-hmm. Sorry to disappoint you and all that. Totally. Wait That's the thing. Like he's in, he's like I'm in I'm in danger, but I'm gonna still be petty and be like, ha ha, you, you thought he was, and you're not. <laughs> is that actually not true? You what thought. Is actual, what is actually <laughs> the case is, um, mm-hmm. but also I just found this. I don't know why my my notes are all weird in weird places, but um, Voldemort says. Wizards everywhere would one day fear to speak when I had become the greatest sorcerer in the world. And to him, like, becoming the greatest sorcerer in the world automatically equals fear. Like, you could have been the greatest mm-hmm. sorcerer in the world, like Dumbledore, and people would be like, Dumbledore! Yeah! You know what I mean? Right. Like, Voldemort, yeah. Voldemort. Like, that's why that's that's Voldemort, 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 you know what I mean? The change no. gonna come or whatever. Like, big posters, like Obama style <laughs> posters with Voldy, like, hope. <laughs> I might make We're that. a problem. I don't know how I'm gonna make that, but I might make that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so those two things. Shout out to Harry for the sass, mm-hmm. and then the greatness um, equals fear. Exactly. Okay, so this is gonna go back to your point that we and like from earlier in this chapter and then from earlier in the book. So the smile had gone from Riddle's face to be replaced by a very ugly look. Um, so that, and then I have might say it later, later on, on too. Physical. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, but and this happens. Come, it definitely comes up later on in the chapter, but it also comes up, I think, in Half Blood Prince. Yeah, because it's the only other time mm-hmm. we see Tom Riddle. When, whenever, when, when, like, one, the fact that he like gradually becomes uglier as he becomes Voldemort. And two, whenever he becomes, like, truly, like, angry, then his face is set. Like, he's supposed to be a really good-looking dude, and the minute he becomes, like, angry, all of a sudden he looks ugly. Um, so. Well, they say, like, um, instead of his face, like, flashes in rage or anything like that, his face contorts, Mm -hmm. and it, 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 like, you know, um, and this is, again, I'll, I'll, well, something that we'll point out throughout the series is like this marriage between good and evil and appearance is exactly. problematic. And she she tries to, I think also she tries to fix it, but once you've set the... It's, you, thing, yeah, like you've, you've, set it. you've pretty much it. <laughs> especially when it's early on, mm-hmm. especially like, like we said, like these are children's books. So 
and children are really impressionable and at a certain point like you get to the later books when things are more complicated or whatever but like you've written yourself into a hole um yeah like my first it's uh i think i said it um to tacy we were talking about i was talking about she wrote herself into a hole and i was like mm-hmm. first impressions right because even when the books become more complex and people and we're older readers and able to understand the complexity you don't it took me a long time to understand people who identified as Slytherin. I was like, for what? <laughs> like, why would you want to do that? Ser- right? You know what I mean? Right. And, and even as a kid, I was like, I'm in Gryffindor, it- even though I was never a Gryffindor. But that's because those were the two. <laughs> it was like, you're either Gryffindor or you're Slytherin. One is good and like super cool and Harry yeah. Potter's in it. And one is horrible and like has all the mean people and they're all dark wizards. And so. And then even when you, when you see, um, I think Slughorn is really the first Slytherin that we get to see. Who's like a person? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then we start to see like in the Slug Club, you see like, you know, Blaze and... Mm-hmm. Um, Even Blaze is really like... Yeah, Blaze ain't great, but, you know, like, but you start to see a little bit more diverse... Uh, right, and even like even not all and even Marcus then there's Slate. like Draco becomes a more sympathetic character by that point, but that's six yeah. weeks in. Yeah. So, and, and we just got through with all the Slytherins being made the Inquisitorial Squad. We got through with the worst Slytherin ever in life, other than like Voldemort because he's mm-hmm. like mass murdering people, Dolores Umbridge. Um, and so like it's just you know what I mean? it's we have mm-hmm. Bellatrix. In like, our lives now, I think it's one of those things where it's like you. I mean, start to understand those complexities, but breaking down prejudice takes a long. Right, and my thing time. is like even serious. His whole family is Slytherin, and they're all horrible, and it's very clear that they're all horrible. Well, regal, regal, well, we find out later that he like had a change of heart or whatever, and he like you know what I mean. But initially. And we only we find that out in what Deathly Hollows, so yeah. No, I'm, and I'm not, and I'm saying, and what I'm saying though is, is that, um, she, even in the Deathly Hollows, right? When it's like you can either go to the dungeons or you can fight. with Well, them. the dungeons thing like, wasn't a thing in, in the. That was in the in movies. The it movies, was in she, the books. They yeah. he was like or, they were like you can go like to safety or whatever. You can, yeah, you can go to safety or you can mm-hmm. fight with us. And not everyone left. And all the Slytherins this, left. All of them left? Yeah. It was like none of the Gryffindors left. Most of the Hufflepuffs stayed. And then like some Ravenclaws stayed. And then like all the Slytherins dipped. All and the then Slytherins. there was the assumption okay. that some of the Slytherins dipped and then went to go fight on the other side. Fight on the other side. Which is like yeah. not even one um, stayed to fight against Voldemort. Really, you really think all of them? Yeah. There's no Muggle-born Slytherins. Yeah. I doubt it. I don't think so. I highly I, doubt there aren't the, any though. Yeah. Or like I'm, I know that's like the intention. Half blood, like even like did, uh, like a Dean Thompson, you're like a half blood or something, but you grew up in a mm-hmm. Muggle. You know what I mean? Voldemort grew up Muggle right. raised. Not the best way, but you know mm-hmm. he did. Um, but the idea that like you can grow and change and evolve, um, all of those things take a long time to do and manifest. And it's one. It's actually as we were ta- as you said that it was like 
look at prejudice because even like we all have prejudices, right? We all have things, and even people like we're. I, I guess we're on like the good side, right? Like I said, first impressions matter. By the time you get to these more complex and whatever characters, my prejudice against Slytherin is so ingrained. I'm not going to be able to chip it away in a book, mm-hmm. in one book or two. Exactly. Books. No matter how that, long, long these books like, are, two books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it, so it works both ways. But yeah, the physical appearance thing is a problem. Problematic. Um, Dumbledore has been driven out of this castle by the mere memory of me. He's not as gone as you think, Harry retorted. Um, so, real quick, I actually like that he says that and not, um, what does he say? Dumbledore's never gone, not as long as those who are still loyal to him or something like that. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. And it, does that actually get said in a book? Maybe it does. We'll see. Maybe next chapter it's said by Voldemort, I mean, not by Dumbledore. But that's weird for a 12-year-old to say. Like, he wouldn't understand what that even means. And it doesn't sound like Harry. It totally doesn't. Not when those are still loyal to him. Like, no. Maybe when he was... Maybe 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 17-year-old Harry. Yeah. But but 12-year-old Harry, he barely understood the help will be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. Like, come on. I don't even think he really did. I don't think, no, I'm saying. He got the spiders first. Follow the spiders. Follow the spiders. He got that mm-hmm. one. He was like, I don't really understand what Dumbledore is trying to say. But I got, work on but that. I'm with so, Hagrid. I'm with Hagrid. Let's do that yep. first. Because I got that mm-hmm. one. I'm still, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, music was coming from somewhere. Riddle whirl, riddle whirled around to stare down the empty chamber. The music was growing louder. It was eerie, spine tingling, unearthly. It lifted the hair on Harry's scalp and made his heart feel as though it was swelling twice its normal size. Then the music re- reached such a pitch that Harry felt it's vibrating near inside his own ribs. Flames erupted at the top of the nearest pillar. Um, shout out to Fox. Fox comes through for the win, basically. Um, Fox is doing Fox work. comes in and just pretty much like kills the whole game. He com- Fox actually comes in like Beyonce and it's like Okay, Harry, now let's get information. That is what happens. He's like, you know what? Enough talking. And we slay. He's just like, we've done a lot of, of talking, and mm-hmm. Jenny Weasley is still lying on the ground dying. Um, so let's so let's, let's hurry up. Game. Let's wrap this up. How about that? Yeah. How about I come and just, you know, come in clutch? I was going to say, there, like, there is so much villain explaining and expository Yo, shit happening in this It's way more than, no, it's like, it's like, it's more, it's like half the chapter because we're still not close to being done with this chapter. Uh, or we, no, we're not. But like, the, um, yeah, and like, you know what I mean? Like, that was the thing with Sorcerer's Stone is I was so surprised how quickly it went. There were still villains mm-hmm. spinning, whereas like this was like a whole ass conversation for a good They're like eight a whole pages ass conversation from the beginning. While Jenny is lying there dying, and Harry still doesn't understand what's happening, <laughs> <laughs> and he's still confused. <laughs> like, what are you doing, bro? I don't think we can. Ex- we don't have time to explain this to you, Harry. At you this just point, have to go with your gut. You just gotta know Riddle's up to no good, mm-hmm. and move on. We'll, like, let's go. We'll try to wrap it up for Come you on. after we're out of the chamber. So, um. Fox lands heavily on his shoulder and it folded great wings. Harry looked up and saw um, it had a long, sharp golden beak and a beak like, oh, sorry, whatever. That's a phoenix, said Riddle. Fox, Harry breathed? Right, because this is the first time he's seen him when he wasn't, like, dying and or or, or, like, being born. Um, And that, said Riddle, 
That's the old school sorting hat. So it was, patched and frayed, dirty, patched, frayed and dirty, the hat lay motionless at Harry's feet. Riddle began to laugh again. This is what Dumbledore sends his defender, a songbird and an old hat. Do you feel, do you feel brave, Harry Potter? Do you feel safe now? Um, Harry didn't answer. He might not see what use Fox or the sorting hat were, but he was no longer alone and he waited for Riddle to stop laughing with his courage mounting. Um, which I feel like is really powerful. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Dumbledore, Dumbledore is very deliberate with the stuff that he sent. Like, as much as we complain about, like, him withholding information and, like, not really being transparent with people, like, he always sends people, like, exactly what they need. Yeah. Um, and so, and I we'll see in the next chapter, like, especially with, like, the sorting hat, like, that was a very deliberate, like, yeah. thing that he gave him, both to, like, defeat Voldemort and, like, the Basilisk, but, like, also confidence. to give Harry confidence. Um, and you are a Gryffindor. Exactly. And so, I will also say, though, um, like you said, like, he does, he thinks things through and he's very deliberate, and I talked about, a lot about we, are we you we mentioned earlier in this episode like the compartmentalizing and only giving a certain amount of information and not really giving people trying to give people the right information or trying to give people enough information to get them to the right time to give them a little bit more information mm-hmm. to get them you know what I mean like it's a very like chess playing people like pawns in his chess game totally um, what is really funny is in the and and Riddle is 16, like this is 16 year old Riddle mm-hmm. or whatever, but he's so impressed with himself that he doesn't even stop to think that he's like telling, he's helping Harry. And I know this is like expository and it's all for like to make the story make sense and whatever, but like that's a phoenix. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fox, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then like we'll see a little bit later, like. Oh, of course. It's like the look at the phoenix is crying or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Stop feeling Whose yourself side so are you much. On, right? Exactly. Like, um, you so in love with the sound of your own voice that you're literally just like helping messing it up for yourself, bro. Yeah. Um, or brother, as my sister would say. <laughs> um. So to business, Harry. Twice in your past, in my future, we have met, and twice I failed to kill you. How did you survive? Tell me everything. The longer you talk, the longer you stay alive. Great plan number 11. 12? Yeah. Because we had one earlier. He said, yeah, it's 12. 12. Um, Harry was thinking fast. He, um, so Riddle had the wand. He had Fox and the sorting hat, neither of which would be good in a duel. Um, it looked bad, but the longer Riddle stood there, the more life was dwindling out of Ginny, and in the meantime, Harry noticed... Suddenly, Riddle's outline was becoming clearer, more solid. Um, which is like, yeah, you know, if you hadn't spent all that time being slow, it might not be such a dire situation. Um, no one knows why you lost your powers when you attacked me, said Harry. I don't know myself, but I know why you, you couldn't kill you couldn't kill me because my mother died to save me, my common muggle-born mother. She's, um, yeah. I put, like, praise hand emojis and, like, underline my common muggle-born mother like um and he says like, he added um also hashtag petty potter yeah shaking with suppressed rage <laughs> like he added that to poke at riddle mm-hmm. um but also i think um she's she, okay let me just 
Go um, ahead. She stopped you from killing me, and I've seen the real you. I saw you last year. You're a wreck. You're barely alive. You're you're in hiding. You're ugly. You're foul. That's where your powers got you. And this is, again, mm-hmm. the physical appearance thing. Um, but that saying, to me, I read this as, you are worried about, like, being the greatest sorcerer in the world uh, against Dumbledore. My my muggle-born mother defeated you. Right. So, so how strong are you really? How greatest sorcerer? <laughs> okay, so the emoji, the thinking emoji, that was Bayana's whole face. We need to take these. I, or I need to take, like, screenshots. <laughs> um, so... Um, Again, so yeah. Riddle's face contorted mm-hmm. into ugly rage. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep being like, aha! Right. <laughs> Pointing this out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, your mother died to save you. Yes, that's a powerful counter charm. I can see it now. There's nothing special about you after all. I wondered, you see, because there are strange likenesses between us, Harry Potter. Even you must have noticed. Both half-bloods, orphaned, raised by muggles, Probably the only two parcel mouths to come to Hogwarts since the great Slytherin himself. We even look something alike. Real quick. Um, so there's a strange likeness. Both half-bloods, orphans, raised by muggles. Um, I guess at the point that... Because like, the thing is that he's, he's, he's listing these things. And that's, that's why Voldemort chose him in the first place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, maybe not the orphans are raised by muggles at that point. Because at that point his parents were alive. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're both half-bloods... Um, is why um, Voldemort chose him. Voldemort chose him in the first place, so that's why it's so kind of it's kind of funny because like obviously the um, similar and the parsimony thing too. It's those similarities are there because you put them there, Tom. Exactly, literally. It's the and that's um, why it's so like um, what is it? It's like a parental like big mama saying when they're like you speak what you want to happen or you speak the truth into the world. As mm-hmm. soon as you say it, you it it becomes. Or you speak truth into things. Is that the Exactly. Um, and that's exactly what this is. Um, he's like, he's told, and like, obviously because it's him in the past trying to figure out what's happening to him in the future. Timey-wimey. Um, it's like, he's totally missing that. Yeah. It's like, dude, like, you're like, you're not special anyway. It's like, yeah, you made me special. So, joke's on you. <laughs> Sucks for you. Um, which um, is really funny, too, because I know that we'll get to it later and we shouldn't really dwell on it too much but the fact that he did choose him and not like choose Neville mm-hmm. um I and I I part of me believes that Neville would have defeated him as well but um did he choose Harry and therefore choose his own demise you know what I mean like maybe he would have defeated Neville well the thing is is yes even if he had chose Neville he probably would be choosing his own demise because that was the point. Well, is he's he? It's like the one with the power to vanquish the dark lord. Ah, oh, damn it! I don't have one of the fans. You know, but I know it's neither can live while the other survives, right? Tears. So, but it's but he says that it's the one with the power to vanquish the dark lord. Period. And he's the one who chooses him or marks him as his equal. But he's marking the person who has the power to defeat him. So it is his fault. If he had ignored it, there would be no one with the power to defeat him. Because the point of him giving he the 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 reason Harry has that power is because Voldemort gave it to him. Right? That makes sense. I know we have more chapter. Can we end it there? Can we just shut it down? 
<laughs> we want to shut so it much down more on that. Okay, let's just, just let's just. Um, but you you just dropped the bike. Can you pick it back? <laughs> so you gotta pick up the bike again so we can continue. But sorry, still, yeah. Like, the mic was um, I know, and this chapter is like we're like very long, <laughs> but you know, the last chapter was really short, or the one before that. Yeah. Whatever. We love you guys. Um. Oh, God. Harry stood tense, waiting for Riddle to wait to raise his wand, but Riddle's twisted smile was widening again. Widening again. Now, Harry, I'm going to teach you a, l- a little lesson. Let's match the powers of Lord Voldemort, heir of Salazar Slytherin, against famous Harry Potter and the best weapons Dumbledore can give him. Um, so then he turns around and speaks in parcel tongue. Speak to me, Slytherin, greatest of the Hogwarts Four. Um, Slytherin's gigantic stone face was moving, horror struck. Harry saw his mouth opening wider and wider to make a huge black hole. Something was stirring inside the statue's mouth. Something was slithering up from its depths. Um, Harry backed away until he hit the dark chamber wall. As he shut his eyes tight, he felt Fox's wings sweep his cheek as he took flight. Harry wanted to shout, don't leave me, but what chance did a phoenix have against the king of serpents? Oh, you have no idea, Harry, a huge chance. No idea. Fox is about to go in. Um, Something huge hit the stone floor of the chamber. He knew what was happening. He could sense it. Could almost see the giant serpent uncoiling itself from Slytherin's mouth. Then he heard Riddle's hissing voice. Kill him. Um, So the basilisk is like coming towards Harry. Harry's trying to like run with his eyes closed, which is... um, Difficult to say the least. I would assume. (laughs) I'm I'm picturing that time. Were you there that time when Ami, she was like... She was very little. She was like one, so she was like just kind of learning to walk, and she just and she had, she had just learned about like walking around with your eyes closed. But she was sleepy, and when she's sleepy, she just like runs into stuff. So like she was mm-hmm. walking around with her eyes closed, and she was doing it because like she thought it was funny, and we were like laughing at her or whatever. And then after a certain part, we were like, okay, stop. Doing oh yes, it. I was there. And then she literally walked straight into a wall. I was there, and and yeah. then cried, <laughs> and it was like so that we up. that's why we told you not to do that. Yep. Um, and that ruined the rest of her night. Got but, up so that's like one of those, and like I get it, but my thing is, is like, this reminds me of, you don't watch Naruto. So, there's, um, a character, <laughs> um, there's a character in Naruto, um, I mean there's a couple characters who can do this, but Itachi, who, he has this like eye, um, jutsu, um, or like ability where, it, like, if you look into his eyes, then you get trapped into like, this like this illusion that he can do. Um, and so the point is when you fight him is you can't look him in the eyes. So though, like the other ninjas trying to fight him at one point, they're like closing their eyes and it's like, how are you going to fight him if you eyes are closed? You can't. Um, but then there's another one who's like, look at his feet. Mm -hmm. Don't look at his eyes, look at his feet and then you're good. So I'm like, Harry, don't look at the snake's eyes. It's probably pretty simple. It's not like when the snake looks at you, it's when you look at it. You know what I mean? It's when you look at the angel. Like... You know, the weeping angel. It's cool. He's, t- huh? Yes. Always look <laughs> at him. Because when you yeah. stop looking at him, it's the opposite. I mean, yeah, but you don't want to all. I feel like I just feel like there's a cautious way to to like uh, look at yeah. the snake and not like. Die. But I think when the snake um, was coming out, he didn't want to catch its eyes. Had to- no, no, totally. I get, but no, but even now, now he's running with his oh, eyes right. closed, like. And then but he trips. About of course, the fact that Harry ain't no Ravenclaw. I know. Um, I know. Um, so I don't want to be too hard on Harry because he is like saving. Yeah. You know what I mean? But still, so also. he's um, 
waiting for things to sink in because he's already <laughs> ran into something. And he, yeah, he ran into a mm-hmm. uh, pillar. He couldn't help it. He opened his eyes wide enough to squint at what was going on. The enor- enormous serpent, bright, poisonous green, thick as an oak trunk, had raised itself high in the air. Fox was soaring around its head, and the basilisk was snapping furiously at him with fangs long and thin as sabers. Fox dived, and his long golden beak sank out of sight, and sudden shower of dark blood splattered the floor. The snake's tail thrashed, barely missing Harry. So, um, Riddle starts screaming, leave the bird, leave the bird, the boy is behind you, you can still smell him, kill him. Fox has blinded the basilisk, so Harry is free Mm -hmm. to open his eyes now. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Because blood is pouring from its ruined eyes. This is for children. For kids. 12-year-old is looking mm-hmm. at a snake who could have killed him with his, just by looking at him, but now can kill him with all manner of... He's still a big-ass snake. Um, big-ass right. poisonous <laughs> snake, you know, blind or not. It ain't over yeah. yet. Um, it's definitely But now he's not. looking at um, it with great bulbous, um, punctured eyes with blood streaming to the floor. blood just pouring out. And the out. snake spitting in um, agony. By the way, I've been watching a lot of Studio Ghibli. And last night, for some unknown reason, I decided to watch Princess Mononoke. Mononoke? Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That shit is terrifying. And they cut off the forest spirit's head, and, the, and it just starts going. And it is bulbous, and it is and if it touches you, you're done. And it is just, woo, woo. Not, I don't know if that's for children, but I was like, who watches this? <laughs> you. I watched it way too late at night. But anyway, that is what this reminds me of. And there's a point where he's fighting one of the gods that turns into a demon. And the blood, I think it's blood at this point, or it might just be demon juice. I don't know what it is, but it starts just pouring out of it. <laughs> just in like gallons of Mm. And that's what I now see as I read this because. Well, that's even more terrifying than I was. It's terrifying. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, um, help me, help me, Harry muttered wildly. Someone, anyone, like, hold up, bro. I get it, but also nobody's, nobody can, can mm-hmm. find you. Um, Or you have your help, actually. The snake's tail whipped across the floor again. Harry ducked. Something soft hit his face. The basilisk had swept the sorting hat into Harry's arms. Harry seized it. It was was all he had left, his only chance. He rammed it onto his head and threw himself flat onto the floor as the basilisk's tail swung over him. So I low-key laughed. Not even gonna lie. He was like, it's the hat. Put it on. Like, it's, what is it gonna, it's, you know it's the sorting hat. Well, that's what he says. Help me, help me, Harry thought. Um, mm-hmm. his eyes be type under the hat. Please help me. Gryffindor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, um, so he does think, I mean, you know, you panicking and it's slow. Last, yeah, totally. And like, you don't really know what the sorting hat can year, do. Last year, Hermione was like, we don't have any wood. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you, it's, things happen. Um, it's true. That is very there true. there is no answer um, said the hat contracted as though an invisible hand was squeezing it very tightly. Something very hard and heavy thudded on the top of Harry's eyes, almost knocked him out. That that's also the reason I almost lost <laughs> be no hat. You could have been like, hey, no, take me off, take and it then off, pull out. There's something yeah. awesome for you, but not like, I oh, now here, just hat drop it on your head. Here. You might want to take this off real quick. So that here you go, <laughs> boom, on your head. 
You see in Makes stars now. No. Said stars winking um, in front of his eyes. Right. So Harry, he right. You almost give him a concussion. Wow, um, the poisonous That's not gonna help you. Around him. Let me take right. some time to gather myself. <laughs> what? Okay. It makes no sense. Um, a gleaming silver sword had appeared inside the hat, its handle glittering with rubies the size of eggs. Kill the boy. Leave the bird. The boy is behind you. Sniff. Smell him. Harry was on his feet ready. The basilisk's head was falling, its body coiling around, hitting pillars as it twisted to face him. He could see the vast, bloody eye sockets, see the mouth stretched wide, wide enough to swallow him whole, lined with fangs, long as his sword, um, thin, glittering, venomous. It lunged blindly. Harry dodged and hit the chamber wall. It lunged again, and its forked tongue lashed Harry's side. He raised the sword in both hands. The basilisk lunged again, and this time its aim was true. Harry threw his whole weight behind the sword and drove it into the hilt, drove it to the hilt into the roof of the serpent's mouth. But as warm blood drenched Harry's arms, <laughs> wait, this is, huh? Okay, Game of Thrones, bro. That's what this is. Um, he felt a searing pain just above his el- his elbow. One long poisonous fang was sinking deeper and deeper into his arm and it splintered as the basilisk killed over sideways and fell twitching to the floor. Um, R.I.P. Harry Potter. Seriously. <laughs> That's the end. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to Wizard Team and reading these books along with us. <laughs> um, no, so, um, Harry slid down the wall. Did we do that part? No, Harry slid down the no. walk. He gripped the fang that was spreading poison throughout his body and wrenched shit out of his arm, but he knew it was too late. White hot pain was spreading slowly. Um, a scarlet, a patch of scarlet swarm pa- swam past, and Harry heard a soft clatter of paws beside him. Fox said Harry thickly, "You are fantastic, Fox." He felt the bird lay its beautiful head on the spot where the serpent's fang had pierced him. He could hear echoing footsteps, and then a dark shadow moved in front of him. "You're dead, Harry Potter," said Riddle's voice above him. "Dead." Even Dumbledore's bird knows it. Do you see what he's doing, Potter? He's crying. That's what I'm talking about. That's what you deserve. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Look at you mm-hmm. narrating your own demise. Like Lee Jordan. Right. I'm going I'm going to sit here and watch you die, Harry Potter. Take your time. I'm you in sure? no hurry. <laughs> it should be. Right. Okay. That's what you want to do? All right. So ends the famous Harry Potter, alone in the Chamber of Secrets, forsaken by his friends, defeated at last by the Dark Lord he so unwisely challenged. You'll be back with your dear mudblood mother soon, Harry. She bought you 12 years of borrowed time, but Lord Voldemort got you in the end, as you knew he must. If this is dying, thought Harry, it's not so bad. Even the pain was leaving him. Um, but was this dying? Instead of going black, the Chamber seemed to come back to focus. Harry gave his head a little shake and there was Fox, still resting his head on Harry's arm. A pearly patch of tears was shining all around the wound, except that there was no Get away, bird! Get away from him, I said. Get away! Said Riddle's voice suddenly. You late, bruh. Too late. Fox, um, there was a bang like a gun and Fox took flight again in a world of golden silence. Phoenix tears, of course. Healing powers. I forgot. But it makes no difference. In fact, I prefer it this way. Just you and me, Harry Potter. You and me. Just villain splaining himself. 
always villains. Villains always do that to be like, oh, now you're dying. Ha ha ha. In the most simple way ever. Ha ha. I'm so much better than you. And then not actually dying. Oh, that's fine. This I better. totally this wanted this anyway. Like, this, this is, is actually better. way better than I, what I, I yeah, thought. Like, you know? no, no. <laughs> I didn't want what? you to die like that. What? Come on now. Of course I want to kill you myself. What? Come on. Um, I do. It's also you kind don't of have funny. Though, you don't got to lie to kick it. Riddle is definitely, even though he's a sociopath and he doesn't, but it's still very 16. <laughs> like, it's oh, totally. Arrogant. Totally. That's my other thing. It's like, if your 50-year-old self couldn't destroy Harry Potter, what makes you think you're 16 And the same thing that makes Harry's 11-year-old self think he can save uh, Hogwarts. And you need to stop with that emoji. Um, face. Sips tea. <laughs> she literally sips tea. Um, I didn't. I have, like, uh, nothing else in this tea. Okay. I, I mimed it. Mimed it. Um, um, anyway, then in a, in a rush, yeah. uh, or no. Yeah, so Riddle wait, raised his wand. Um, then in a rush of wings, Fox had soared back overhead and something fell into Harry's lap. The diary. Fox be knowing. Fox did this whole thing. He was like, I would do it myself, but I don't have opposable thumbs, so I'm going to need you to hurry this up. So is Dumbledore a war? No, because that's a whole different universe and a different system of magic. And we have don't to hate on me. think about don't hate the fact on me. that. Dumbledore's a warg, and that's my new headcanon. But as in, if Dumbledore um, is a warg, then Filch killed Catelyn and Rob, which didn't happen. Did happen. Did not happen. Did happen. Did happen. But it couldn't have. Did happen. But the reason why it wouldn't have. It did happen, though. I saw it. I was there. And where was Filch? I don't know. But he was but there he was and cleaning. he killed him. But he, the, he was there and the killed him. The took it off the toilet seat, though. So he was all... No. No. So if he could be in two places, no. then he's not a squid. Well, then maybe he's lying <laughs> to somebody. I don't know his wife. Enough of the answers, which is Filch's ass killed Rob. Dumbledore's award. Do I have to do all of the work, Robin? You ain't got no kind of chill. Ain't no sense in this. Ain't no sense in this team, y'all. I need someone to stand yeah. up on this team with some sense. It ain't gonna be me. It's supposed to be Bayana, but she ain't got no sense, apparently. I mean, I'm just saying, I feel like I do have sense. I feel like I'm telling the truth. I feel like you I'm going to need one of y'all to raise your hand. Not um, Amani Heron. Which I think. Don't even try. <laughs> you don't even go here. In the school of sense, you couldn't get admitted. I don't want to hear from you. I need someone else to step up to the plate. All right, let's get back to it. Let's get back mm. to Fox mm. Haven. Okay. Doing all the work. For... <laughs> <laughs> for a split second, both Harry and Riddle, Juan still raised, stared at it. Then, without thinking, without considering, as though he had meant to do it all along, Harry seized the basilisk thing on the floor next to him and plunged it straight into the heart of the book. There was a long, dreadful, piercing scream. Ink spurted out of the diary in torrents, streaming over Harry's hands. Harry needs a He's long bath. Flooding the floor... <laughs> Riddle was writhing and twisting, screaming and flailing, and then he had gone. Harry's wand fell to the floor with a clatter, and there was silence. 
Silence except for the steady drip drip of ink still oozing from the diary. The basilisk venom had had burned a sizzling hole right through it. Um, so Harry hears there's a faint moan coming from the end of the chamber. Jenny was stirring. As Harry hurried toward her, she sat up. Her bemused eyes traveled from the huge form of the dead basilisk over Harry to his um, in his blood-soaked robes, then the diary in his hand. She drew Is a great... Is bemused the right word? I don't know. Would she be bemused? Why wouldn't her face be terrified? Or her well, I think she's just waking up. You know what shocked. I mean? I think she's kind of like... And she's just body? waking up. I think she's trying to figure out what's happening. Her because right after eyes. that... Because then she, draw, she draw, draws a great shuddering gasp and tears begin to pour down her face. So I think it takes her a minute to kind of like take in what's happening. And I know, I'm just thinking like, about like the thesaurus and bemused, I don't think was it. Anyway. I mean, oh well. <laughs> Harry, oh Harry. This book's been out for like that. 10 years. Yeah. I tried to tell you at breakfast. But I c- couldn't say in front. It was me. I don't know why. <laughs> why are you drunk? Okay, I got you. I got you. Harry. Um, oh, Harry. I tried to tell you at breakfast, but I couldn't say it in front of Percy. It was me, Harry. But I, I swear I didn't mean to. Riddle made me, and he took me over. And how did you kill that that thing? Where's Riddle? And the last thing I remember him is coming out of the diary. That actually has to be hella scary. Why are you laughing? Um... Okay, but could you imagine, like, seeing, like, the last thing before you pass? And she is 11. And, right. So the last thing before you pass out is seeing somebody step out of a <laughs> book. Listen, like, I'll be so Jenny, scared. And then you pass out? You just see, like, this person emerge, like, ooh. And then you, like... Blackness. Black. No. I could Listen, Jenny. Don't I would worry. never come back to Hogwarts ever again, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> that would be the I end of my magical Iyama education. I cleared the rest of the school year for you. Bruh, it's the end of the school year, isn't it? It don't matter. It's got, like, they it's got like a couple weeks. They got a couple mm. days, and nah. she said to let you, she told me to tell you that you just stop on out in whenever. She don't call for you. I do not co-sign any of this. Um, It's all right, said Harry. Riddle's finished. Look, him and the basilisk. Come on, Jenny, let's get out of here. I'm going to be expelled. I've been, I've looked forward to coming to Hogwarts ever since Bill came, and now I'll have to leave, and... What do mom and dad say? So I want to go back, like, way back, like, way, way, way back mm-hmm. when I was trying very poorly to talk about how Jenny is more worried about getting in trouble than she is about what actually happened. Or, not that she's more worried about it, but it's so in the forefront of her mind than what is actually happening and the consequences of it. And here it shows again, and I think I might be able to articulate it this time, mm-hmm. which is, as a kid, your life is tied, is so tied into your parents and how they, their expectations of you and how if you live up to them, if you disappoint them and how that feels, especially when you're a good kid with a good family in some sort of sense and you want to make them proud of you, that the fear of disappointing her family was in the forefront of her mind so much that she was unable to ask for help when she obviously knew that she needed to. Mm -hmm. Her first thing when she wakes up is I'm going to be expelled. Right. Like. Not, I just went through, like, hell. Hell, I'm alive. Right. Right? You need to sort out your priorities. <laughs> yeah. Like. Totally. You weren't killed. We'll worry um, about expulsion once we out of this goddamn chamber. There's a dead, big-ass dead snake over here. Like, let's go. Yeah. Um. So Fox is waiting for them. Um. Harry, like, kind of helps Jenny. They go, they leave the chamber. 
Um, after a few minutes progress up the dark tunnel, a distant sound of slowly shifting rock reached Harry's ears. Ron, Harry yelled, Jenny's okay, I've got her. He heard Ron give a strangled cheer. Jenny, Ron thrust an arm through the gap in the rock to pull her through first. You're alive, I don't believe it. What happened? How, what, where did that bird come from? Right, like, yeah, where did the bird, like, did the bird like didn't Ron just fly though. past Ron? Yeah, Ron is Is there like, another uh, entrance to the Chamber of Secrets that we don't know about? Not this. <laughs> so, huh. maybe Dumbledore is a lord. Though that can't happen. Or maybe Fox, like, maybe Fox, um, operates. Apparates. Elves again. I think he might. I don't have Order of the Phoenix with me. This is actually making me sad because it's my favorite book and I don't have it with me. Um, but I think he, I think he might do something similar to that actually. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Um. um uh, but this is Ron though. These are and these are questions that a person who is tuned in with their priorities and what matters should be asking. Ginny, you're alive. Awesome. What happened? Number one, where the fuck that bird come from? <laughs> How the fuck you got this sword? What is going on? <laughs> Someone explain to me. When yeah. we slipped, when I last saw you, you was just a dude with a wand going to die. Now you came, you got my sister back. Awesome dog, good job. We cool, one love, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> but who the fuck is this bird? How to get the goddamn sword? These are questions that need answers. Explain to Ron. Ron is like, look. We are. I've been sitting out here with Lockhart. He ain't got no memory. (laughs) He's still annoying as fuck, though. (laughs) Um, I'll explain when we get out of here, said Harry, with a sideways glance at Ginny, who was crying harder than ever. Um, But later, where's Lockhart? Back there. He's in a bad way. Come and see. So they go to see Gilderoy. Um, his memory's gone. The memory charm backfired and hit him instead of us. Hasn't got a clue who he is or where he is or wh- who we are. I told him to come and wait here. He's a danger to himself. Hello, Mrs. <laughs> Lockhart, said Lockhart. Odd sort of place, isn't it? Do you live here? <laughs> no, said Ron, raising his eyebrows at Harry. Um, have you thought about how we're going to get back up this? He asked Ron. Ron shook his head, but Fox the Phoenix had swooped past Harry um, and was now fluttering in front of him, his beady eyes bright in the dark. He was waving his long golden tail feathers um, because he has Shake all the answers. Shake a tail feather. I was going to say that too. Um. <laughs> Can we just talk about how in this three pages though, and I know we are so over time, but Fox has been Olivia Pope, Beyonce, Flotus, I don't know, Shonda Rhimes. She doesn't, she doesn't, Fox is like, how much more do I, Miranda Bailey, I fixed you, I saved you, I kicked ass. Who's an ass-kicking black woman? Michonne from Walking Dead. Like, Fox is just put in work. Yeah. Fox killing the game. Come on, killing the game. The whole game. Um, so, he looks like he wants you to grab hold, said Ron. But you're, a much, you're much too heavy for a bird to pull up there. Fox isn't an ordinary bird. We've got to hold on to each other. Jenny grabbed Ron's hand. Professor Lockhart, he means you. You hold Jenny's <laughs> other hand. Um, so uh, they all grab Fox. An extraordinary lightness seemed to spread through his whole body in the next second in a rush of wings. They were flying upward 
through the pipe. Harry could hear Lockhart dangling below him saying, amazing, amazing, this is just like magic. Um, The chill air was whipping through Harry's hair and before he'd stopped to enjoy the ride, it was over. All four of them were hitting the wet floor of Moaning Myrtle's bathroom and as Lockhart straightened his hat, the sink that hid the pipe was sliding back into place. Myrtle goggled at them. You're alive. You're alive. (laughs) There's no need to sound so disappointed, he said. Oh, well. I'd just been thinking, if you had died, you'd have been welcome to share my toilet, said, Mush- said Myrtle. Shoot your Ugh. shot, 1992. Three. 1993. But yes, shoot your shot. Um, you know, it's worth a try. Might as well. You're a ghost. What else are you going to do? Harry, I um, think Myrtle's grown fond of you. You've got competition, Jenny. Jenny has been through a lot, Ron. Leave that poor girl alone. <laughs> No, I actually, I actually really like this though because so it's like Jenny's still crying, right? But and like and so right after that, where now? Said Ron with an anxious with an anxious look at Jenny. So it's like you know he's so happy that he that she's back that he's like quickly reverted back <laughs> to like their general dynamic, and she's like still freaking out. And then he's like, oh yeah, no, like this is actually like real. Hold up, he <laughs> makes sure she's okay before I like yeah, like hold up. Um, Let me calm so, down a little bit. Fox was leading the way. They strode after him and moments later found themselves outside Professor McGonagall's office. Harry knocked and pushed the door open. It was a long one, guys, but we had thoughts and, and feelings. And there was also a lot going on. There was. Totally. Um, There's a lot about, like, I don't know, Tom Riddle's um, yeah, this, and it's like our, characterization is really interesting. It, it's very... It, it's a... Which, I mean, obviously, we'll talk more about it. Like, but that's not for, like, what? Like, two, three years? Right? I think, like, two years. Um, so, but yeah. let's wrap this up quickly, so... Because mm-hmm. we are... We are over time. Yes. Um, MVP. My, Fox? Right! Who else? Y'all. <laughs> Who else would it be, though? Like, like... Okay, Harry, yeah, he was, like, super brave and he I did, like, Fox awesome stuff. But Harry, Fox came but through I and did, handled business. I did Fox, like, huge, and I was, like, flash Bruh, Harry. Fox came Fox. through and just, like, was, like, bro, but I got this. was, like, I don't got time for this fucking talking. No, like, no. Let's get we come here, work. I'm doing business. We doing it now. Fox was, like, look. Gouging out eyes. How you live your life, that's cool and whatever, but scandal come on at 10. <laughs> and it is 9.50 and we got to go that's what Fox was Fox was like Fox it is like, Thursday and I love y'all and whatever but come on I got things to do exactly Binged. tripping Tom Riddle why did we even go I mean, do this I don't even know don't that was know. pretty easy so that was yeah <laughs> you know Duh. Who else gonna be benched? You know, she's doing the um that that weird cat thing. Is that a cat? I don't know. I don't want to know. A monkey. I don't even know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The um, fact that I know. Um. Thank you for listening. Yeah. <laughs> um. Next week we'll be discussing chapter eighteen, the final chapter of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Dobby's reward. And then after um, that, we will be watching the movie, live tweeting it on May seventh. Um, yes so. so make sure to read and follow along for next week um and let us know who you think is the real mvp and who is benched for this chapter um because um 
after we watch the movie, we're going to have, like, a super overall, like, we're going to talk about all of Chamber of Secrets. Um, as a whole. Also. As a whole. And we're going to elect the real MVP and who's benched for the entire book. And votes count. Um, so, also, like we said a while ago, um, you can vote until we watch, until we press play on the recap episode that we talk about all of Chamber of Secrets. We mm-hmm. will be counting your vote, so get them in. If you forgot to vote one chapter, that's cool. Let us know now. Just it ain't mm-hmm. too late. Just make sure you let us know which chapter. Yeah, it that, is. yeah, that that's important. Because um, otherwise, we're gonna be like, what? Why? Like, I don't know what you're reading. <laughs> he to be like, why was he yeah. sitting here? Like, why are the Dursleys? Yeah, why are you benching? Uh, we always there's always there's a reason like, to bench the Dursleys. Why is Fox um, the MVP? We don't even know who he is yet. Oh, right. Oh, because mm-hmm. it's the other. Ch- okay, okay. I got you. We got, we you, got, we you, got you. We got you. We got you. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, again, May 7th. Um, hashtag Wizard Team. Hashtag HPCOS. Um, and then after. So, we're going to do our. Yeah, we'll do our last episode of the Chamber of Secrets, like we said. And then on May 18th, we are starting Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Adam. I've done my waiting! Seven months of it! <laughs> in Azkaban not in Azkaban in this in the it Chamber of Secrets this shit is let's go yo for real we're so ready we're I'm so ready bro let's go like treasure state it's about to go Hogwarts or Azkaban Hogwarts or Azkaban Hogwarts well let go let's go <laughs> um yes yeah, so thank you for listening I'm for Hogwarts See you next week. <laughs>